so we're here. We we got a list to do. Uh, I'm real interested in it. Honestly. I am as well. Yeah. Um, I kind of I tried to play within the constraints as much as I could, but I think I have one exception. Um, that's kind of like a to the rule. But yeah. outside of that, I'm super stoked for this list. Um, sometimes I'll just miss talking about movies a little bit. Me too. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. always nice. Hey, well, hey, JJ. I mean, JJ, I was almost. Let me just let me just pause that for a second. See, I was having a moment with Tommy. Uh, I didn't need you to interject on that. Uh, <laughs> your opinion was not wanted there. I said, I must talk about movies. And then Tommy and, and I was about to be like, you know, Tommy, but then you decided to chime in and stop my train of thought. So, I mean, I'm, I, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Noted. No, 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 T, no shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Noted. Uh, don't be like Sam. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Marco is the, uh, he's kind of the ringleader of this whole thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll let, I'll let Marco take over. I mean, uh, when Sam started having his freak out, I was like, is it, I'm, basically, I'm now Bill Belichick trying to take this over and then <laughs> just trying to do what I can. Like, nobody even thinks of Robert Kraft when they think of the Patriots. It's just what's Bill Belichick didn't do this week. Yeah, yeah. I wish, wish my team had that privilege, but we're dumpster fire. So I mean, know. so are we. What do you think? <laughs> no, we're dumpster fire on a, a completely different level. At least our quarterback wants to come back. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, like he, this is, he's he's like, I want to get away from as you. well. He should. It's some weird shit going on with that team. I don't. I'm, I'm gonna stop calling it my team because it's really not anymore. Amen. I threw all my shit away. So <laughs> you know. We accept all who come in. You just have to hate everybody else after this. So, <laughs> who is your team again? Convert to being a cowboy and everything. I'm okay, we can I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm good player. But I, I, mean, t- <laughs> I did hear about a stupid four-way trade. It's never going to happen. But it was Deshaun Watson goes to San Francisco. Aaron Rodgers goes to uh, Houston. No, I don't want any quarterback. No good quarterback should come to Houston. <laughs> it's fucked up. So you know, I don't know how you. I don't know how you're managing. What is it? The GM, the co- every part of that system fucked it up. It's a chaplain who's in charge of football operations. A chaplain. That's a priest. A priest is in charge of football operations, and they just hired a coach that's never coached as a coordinator a day in his his thirty one years in the NFL. It's some weird shit. I need to forget about it, though. I don't want to bring that shit up. It depresses me. So- <laughs> Whoa, can I apply for this job if it doesn't require experience? No, I didn't. <laughs> you, shoot, I could apply for that job. You could. I have more experience it. than some of that coaching hey, stuff. Hey, TJ, TJ, have you played Madden? <laughs> yes, yes, I have. Offensive coordinator. <laughs> They'll hire you. Yeah, it's like, I'm pressing A button, but no one's listening to me. I just don't understand. This is how it works in the game. Yeah, yeah, not not here, does it? But uh, uh, while Marco is getting up the stuff, uh, we could just kind of start to go ahead and dive into the sort can. of construction, right? Um, why did every? How did everybody go about choosing this list? We're like, you guys, was this so, easy for you guys, or kind of what's going on? So I just figured out the list like four hours ago. But apparently the topic is movies that we didn't expect to be good that were actually good. Mm-hmm. And so with me, it was just movies that I went into with very, very low expectations and came out pleasantly surprised. 
Yeah. You see, uh, I have one exception to that. I, but but I'll explain it whenever we get to my list. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like it's kind of. I, I felt like like it was at first. I thought the topic was easy, and then I was like, huh. Like normally, I just I'm just always disappointed to some degree. <laughs> like I'm not even a hard ass in movies, but like I can remember even back on uh, DT for the few reviews I did, I was like, I've never given I've, I, I, I can I can count on like maybe negative one hand how many times I've ever given a BTS right. Like I just yeah. not my thing. Okay, but I, got a few. I like, but you know there are plenty of movies out there. Like after I thought I was like, you know what? Yeah, like. I tried to kind of go about it like I went in with gray expectations and it like exceeded it by a long shot versus like going in with like very low expectations, right? Right. Like, oh, I right. thought it was going to be bad. Now, some of them I, I have like I have a couple that are like that, but for the most part, just like gray expectations going into like, whoa, this is one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. And when I say low expectations, I don't mean like I go into it thinking it's going to be dog shit. I mean, like it's, it's going to be leveled. It's going to be some movies that, you know, I want to be good, or I'm fans of the previous movies. If it's a sequel, and it's just I don't expect uh, to be as good as those previous movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even think about that sequel playing a part into it because usually the sequel is just bad. I mean, I think we always had a discussion that Terminator Two is the only movie where the sequel was better than the original. Not true. Uh, not no, true. not true anymore. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, did you just say Young Guns? Because Young Guns is also. A- <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say Twenty Two Jump Street, but I think both are just so excellent. Yeah, they're both pretty. Uh, they're so good. good. Uh, yeah. I guess. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think this this um this is an excellent list, excellent excuse to talk about movies before we get to the history month. Um, so you know, um, who wants to start this off? Uh, yeah, I was about to yeah. say, I'll start it out because my first one is pretty easy and it was a movie that it was really gray i was like whatever i'm gonna pop this in and it was actually like five years after it came out didn't hear anything good or bad because most people just thought it was okay but this ended up being one of my favorite movies uh when i watched it and it's just be kind rewind with jack black oh shit yeah (laughs) it's really like one of those movies that i felt was a just it came a few years too early. I feel like if they would have yeah. released that movie around now, it would the, the nostalgia factor oh, alone. 100%. Would, yeah, it would have been way more successful than when it came out. But that's a good movie, very underrated movie. I mean, it Jack Black has made a I think most of his movies were okay to bad, like even Goosebumps was fun when I watched it. I love it. Goosebumps. Uh, that might could have also made the list, but this one was just something. It just wasn't on my radar. And then it's uh, half home movies, like the way they make it, like the TV show home movies, mm-hmm. and then um, half just pure love for, well, not garbage, but eighties movies that I love anyway. So it was fun to watch. Uh, and the ending where um, the dude cries, I was like, ah, oh, love it. Uh, it's what it's. I, and it came from nowhere because no one has ever recommended that movie to me. It was just like, let me watch. I this. just never remember it, but I do remember like, like now that you're talking about it, I remember being very fond of it because it's just a, it is a warm movie, right? Like, it, yeah, it's, it's one like, of those movies that it's forgettable as fuck. And when you think of forgettable movies, you don't think of good movies really being forgettable. You think of mediocre movies being forgettable, but sometimes good movies can be too, and that's a good example of one. I think people part don't of think. The, 
Yeah, I think part of the reason it is kind of like it falls into that sort of forgettable space is because it's it's predicated upon its remaking air quotes other movies, right? Like it's remaking Ghostbusters. So you remember Ghostbusters, you don't really remember that because it's like, oh yeah, that was the that was the comedy that had shitty Ghostbusters and it was funny. <laughs> No, we have Ghostbusters making shitty Ghostbusters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my number five. JJ, what's yours? We'll just <clears throat> circle it out. Right. So uh, I went about this list um, with the sort of same mindset as Tommy mentioned, sort of like gray areas, right? Somewhat low expectations and whatnot. But I decided to challenge myself because guys might not know this, but I am a very judgmental prick. So oh, no. <laughs> I know. Shocking. Shocking. But uh yeah, there I'm I just a lot of times don't venture out of my genre. I'm a creature of habit for the most part. And also there's some movies on this list, like this one, where the previous movies, yeah, like Tommy said, uh they they declined in quality. <laughs> but uh <laughs> but the, the the next one was actually good and it surprised me uh and the other hindrance that i put upon myself was all of these are streamable they're all on either prime netflix or hbo max and so my number five if you haven't seen it watch bumblebee it's actually good. <laughs> That's a very good it's pick. Phenomenal, actually. <laughs> it is very, very it's, good. It's everything that you wanted in a Transformers movie. But by yes. the time it fucking came out, people were like, I'm done with that shit. I'm yeah. Right. I it, was that person. That, I, that was me. JJ. JJ, I didn't see it until it was on sale on fucking iTunes for five bucks. I was the only time. Was on Prime. Yeah, until it was free. So it was like, yeah, I was the same. I'm like, I don't fucking trust Michael Bay anymore. Like, I hate those Transformers movies with a fucking passion. I hate them. They gave the second one literally gave me. I felt like a migraine. I had a headache I the entire day. I am oh. still ashamed of that purchase. You should. You should burn that because bitch. I went to I went to Walmart and I was like, man, I I really kind of feel like watching Transformers One again. And this was when like Blu-ray was still new, so they were um, still like thirty bucks. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, Transformers One is still thirty bucks. I could buy a game for that. Oh hey, Revenge of the Fallen is only ten. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> that was a warning. <laughs> yeah. Tells you everything you really need to know. Yeah, it's, it's, I love that movie. Yeah, I went in with. Kind of, I saw on Rotten Tomatoes, they had like a 92% of some shit, which I'm like, again, that can't be right. But apparently <laughs> it was because I saw the fucking movie. I love that shit. And I just, yeah. like, I hope if they, I want more. Give me a trilogy of that. Right. Fuck the rest yeah. of that. I don't want to see any more Michael Bay directed Transformers movies. Oh, you know what you're getting, though. I want G1 Optimus, goddammit. <laughs> yes, I do too. <laughs> we only got a sample. I want, I want the whole thing. Feel that um, I'm actually in the same camp. I think I watched Bumblebee like on a date or something, and I was like, "Oh, hold on, girls!" I thought I was going to be distracted too. Shut up! Like this is actually kind of good. Um, it was, it was. It, I mean, but like you said, Tommy, um, everybody had any right to stop not wanting to watch a movie because at that time you had just been so slighted about a thousand times. Jaded as fuck. 
god right. these, these terrible movies and not even just like transformers i hated the design for the ninja turtles that was gross yeah so i didn't watch that <laughs> like and my friend and i think my brother were like well actually it's, it's not terrible yeah but the turtles are ugly i'm not watching that yeah, shit. They're, they're really <laughs> ugly. and the thing that's the only thing that's the only grime i have about the second one i hate the first one it's it's trash but that second one literally gives you everything you want to see in a fucking ninja turtles movie be watching rock steady that was it that was it that's all i wanted to see crane was no crane wasn't in that one was he no, he was in the first one, I think. Okay, well, either or, yeah. Bebop and yes, Rockstar. Yeah. Were... Oh, he was, I thought so, yeah. <laughs> and so, okay, that was all I wanted to see, and they did it in a very good way, except those fucking turtles were so distracting. You couldn't enjoy it. You couldn't enjoy it at all. No. And I then... know they're mutants, but they don't have to look like mutants. And the Nickelodeon cartoon, the 3D CG animated one, had already, like, been airing for a while. Yeah. And that had everything that I wanted in a turtle show. Like, it was bridging gaps between like the movie logic and the and the cartoon logic yeah. and the comics and making its own thing mm -hmm. that embraces all of them and i was like why in the fuck would i watch these gross turtles on the big screen when i could just wake up early on saturday and watch the good ninja turtles on TV? <laughs> <laughs> it's very true it's very true i hate those movies but hey it's all in, under one umbrella the the michael oh, bay <laughs> umbrella oh, yeah right, yeah so I guess Ninja Turtles runs Marco off, apparently. He yeah, he said, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, but right. it's all good. I'll go ahead and give my number five, because okay. my number five is like, and, and, and I want to preface by saying this is more from the from the camp of, I went into think this movie thinking it was going to be good, and I did not think it was going to be one of my favorite, like anything of all time, right? And so um, it, when I say it completely just left me starstruck, um, and I want to get something correct, and so I'm going to double check on this. But essentially, you know, leading up to the release of this movie, I'd seen the trailer, and and, and due to kind of like the sort of the design of it and things of that nature, I already knew that like it wasn't going to get the attention that maybe some other movies would. But into the fucking Spider Verse is my number five. Yeah, that movie literally. <laughs> it's a good choice. Literally, um, I went in thinking like I was like, this is gonna be a solid like eight. I love animated movies. I love Spider Man, and I got an eleven, a twelve, ten. Like that is so. You want to talk about one of the few BTSs I've ever given? That is one of them because that is actually is the movie that that completely like I think I felt like a kid in that movie to the same degree that I would say for Black Panther for different feelings. If that makes sense, right? Like Black Panther, I went in there, I was like. I'm literally the definition of an African-American. So like, this is hitting on all cylinders for me. <laughs> In Spider-Verse, I was like, I've just never seen anything like this ever in my entire existence. I watched that movie three times in theater i paid money to go back and watch the movie three fucking times and i wasn't high all three of them. <laughs> That's how much you knew. And i love I mean, that movie. Cause I still haven't, I still haven't done that to myself. Cause I knew that I've been saving it. I've been saving. Hey, maybe I need to <clears throat> channel my inner chakras at the same time I watch uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Uh, but I need to save that for when I'm really feeling sad because I know that movie is just so incredible. It's so excellent. Um, the design mechanisms that they do, and it came from Sony, and Sony only does bad things. <laughs> the first time, then right at before this, it was from the same studio. I can't believe same same studio that did Emoji Movie release oh, this and i cannot just my mind still can't wrap around that 
They've been on the come up. They did Jumanji. They yeah, but same Jumanji. studio that got Tim Hardy to play Venom, and that's the Venom movie we got. Did you say Tim Hardy? Tom Hardy. Okay. <laughs> Tim <laughs> Allen is playing Venom. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I know that I'm gonna get you, Parker. Oh, <laughs> oh, you know what's funny, TJ, is that uh, you know I think when you said Black Panther, of course, when we had our review for Soul, I mentioned that was a feeling I got watching Soul was oh damn, like this is for me. I never got that with Spider Man until later. I got it. I was so distracted by the movie itself being so fucking incredible. So pretty. You're so beautiful, so unique and different and creative. It completely slipped my fucking mind that oh fuck, like this is a this is a black movie technically. See, that's the thing. Yeah, like it's still like you know we two for two, baby. Like, like <laughs> it's, so, it's so it's one of those things where how do I describe it? Like, and it's so tough because yeah. some people like like I remember I got to the I, I was like because it came out in December that year, and up until that point I was like man. Look, 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 like I get it. I know there's some flaws, but I no superhero movie don't touch me like Black Panther did. Get off me. I'm good. You can take your snarky ass Thor and get out of here. I don't fuck with the Guardians. I, I don't give me my Black Panther. Watch out. I, I remember I left uh, uh, Into the Spider Verse and I was like, I'm sorry, Black community. I, I have a new favorite uh, superhero movie. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, it still stands. Okay, my buddy was like, uh, I remember telling him, I was like, hey, go watch this movie. It's, it's, I, I'd actually argue that it's the best uh, superhero movie of the year. And he's like, you do know Black Panther came out this year? And I said, yes. I still stand for I, Black that, that did come out the same year. It did. It? It, it was a strong year. Oh, my God. In America, <laughs> we did great that year. And guess what? Why you got to go there, Dak? But but no, my number five, like I said, it's not coming from the angle of I thought it was going to be bad. More so, I did not know how amazing and incredible it was going to be. Um, and it still leaves like one of the best theater experiences I've had um, in a very long time. So I saw it in IMAX. So, yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> I, I will always say that like one of like its top five most memorable times in a theater for me, just like where I was so overwhelmed was when he's doing the jump. Oh, like, yeah. It's just, it's, I watched that. Hello, danger. Yeah, no. <laughs> when the oh, no, season reverse. Oh. I swear to God, it, it almost brings a tear to my eye every time I fucking see that scene. Like, to so me, that's one of the most emotional superhero movie scenes I've ever seen. Because, honestly, fuck Peter Parker. Honestly. Oh, <laughs> he's, okay, he's, he's okay. Miles Morales. Fuck your uncle. My dad died, bitch. Like, <laughs> like you know? <laughs> That's Miles's origin, like his shit, and plus he's black slash Latino, so his shit's way worse than Peter Parker's will ever be. My, my thing with like my thing with Peter Parker, and I love Spider Man, so it's cool. And and for me, like I think that all the Spider Man like things that have been coming out recently have been fire. Like the game, fire representation of Peter Parker. I do like the Marvel re- representation of Peter I Parker. Yeah. And 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 um, but you know, and so when people were tripping, you know, because everybody going trip. Peter Parker doing some. Why is there black Spider-Man? All this. Shit. I was like, no. Look, you can have like Miles Morales got some real shit. Like, like Peter Parker always struggling about being broke. Yeah. <laughs> How he's a genius and is broke, I will never understand. You're and not a genius if you're broke. It's just TJ. TJ, you're not a genius if you're broke. You're, you're just bad. a dumb motherfucker that got straight A's. Like that. Like he don't have street smarts. Cause all I'm saying yeah. is Miles is smart. Uh, but like you know, smart, yeah. he's smart, but, but hey, he ain't like gay family and broke. So I'm just saying, like, 
I feel for you. But like, nah, that movie changed like that. It set the bar and standard for not just uh, superhero movies for me for a while, but also just animated movies. Oh, um, because there's still uh, just, I think it was one of the, mm, I can brag, I could talk about that movie all day, all year, anytime. Um, but yeah, that's my number five. Um, Mr. McGrew, how about you? Well, okay. So I figured, you know, I was wondering where should I start this list. I was super prepared for this one, guys. I tell you what. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I decided to start it with uh we were talking about sequels. So I'm starting with the sequel. And with this, I went into it, I didn't really know what to expect, but I didn't expect to be as moved and pleasantly surprised and just leaving the theater with such a great fucking feeling. I didn't expect this movie to do that for me. And it's the last movie I saw in a theater. And it's Bill and Ted 3. Bill oh, and Ted wow. Facebook Music. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, look, like it's a fucking movie that they just kind of released, you know, during a pandemic. So it's like, do you guys really believe in this shit? Or are you just kind of throwing it out there? And I'm a huge fucking fan of Bill and Ted. I grew up with that shit. I watched the cartoon. I watched the, the show, which not many people even know it fucking existed. It was terrible. I watched it because I was just such a fucking fan. Like, I love those two characters. And it was such a thing. It took so long to make this one that I almost forgot the feeling that it gave me as a kid watching it. Just these two fucking characters who just, nothing bothered them. Literally nothing bothered them. Like, they they got into the worst fucking situations, but they had that kind of stoner mentality to where they were just always positive. And during a time where there's zero positivity, to have those characters kind of pop up again, and have really just a really kind of heartwarming little adventure. And it's Keanu Reeves, so I mean, come on. He always cheer you fuck up. And the movie was so much better than I expected it to be. And like I said, by the time I left the theater, I just I felt fucking great. And that feeling lasted like for two days. And then, of course, reality hit. Donald Trump's president, COVID. And it all went back. <laughs> but, but yeah, for me, <laughs> yeah right? Have you guys heard anything that Joe Biden's been doing recently? A lot of things. Uh, I mean, uh, he's oh, well, executive but, orders in like a week. So yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying, but what I'm saying with that is, it didn't come from tweets. No, it's been very boring. <laughs> it's been boring as fuck. And that's what I like. But it's weird. <laughs> I know it's a little off tangent, but real quick, it's weird, dude. I saw somebody say something about America is in shock from normalcy, and it's so fucking true. Like, I go on CNN, CNN expecting breaking news shit, and I, it's not there anymore. Like I, I saw his, <laughs> his tweet for the first time today. It was something about uh, the stimulus checks or whatever. But I didn't know what his picture looked like. I saw POTUS, and I was like, well, that's not – oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird, and it, it really is. It's almost a shock to the system about how normal – at least that aspect is. We still got crazy shit happening in politics, but hundred percent. Yeah, as far as the presidency itself, it's it's so mundane, and I I love it. But at the same time, I'm having withdrawals, and it's just like breaking <laughs> news. Crazy Bro, tweets. What we got? Stockholm syndrome. Yes, I think we having like nationwide Stockholm syndrome at the moment. He's sitting there like I'm. I need my tweets. Yeah. <laughs> where's the where's the drama? I need to criticize this motherfucker. Where's the tweet at? I think yeah. Wall Street Bets is filling that gap for me, though. Yo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big time. Big time. I'm not letting it slide no more. 
every every single one of y'all fuckers in the Cinco chat, including you, <laughs> including you, Keith, are getting TJ's class on proper routes of investing. Hey, I'm taking that class. So. <laughs> <laughs> understanding how to make your money grow because if anybody here has a saved account and that's the only thing they got where their money is, you are wrong. We gonna talk later, TJ. <laughs> so, um, I guess I'll go on to my number four. So, uh, when Sammy was here briefly, he talked about how he does research. I, I don't know what that means. You don't because do shit. I, yeah, because I was like, it's not like he knows directors and writers because I'm at that level and I don't look up them most of the time. Yeah. Uh, so for me, my research is trailers, and trailers can lie to you. Um, That's what they're designed <laughs> to do, some of them. <laughs> well, I mean, I just hey, remember... Hey, Marco, Suicide Squad much? <laughs> <laughs> I almost am going to the that expectations <laughs> on this list. <laughs> but um, I, I remember famously uh, Gladiator with Kid Rock music. Like It's like, oh, this is going to be an action-packed... <laughs> and that's it's not what you got. It's a great movie, but it's not an action packed. <laughs> <laughs> and so number four is a kind of that where the trailer lies to you, where it's like we're making a movie about MMA. And I was like, all right, so this is gonna be really garbage like blood sport or good garbage oh, or just okay. <laughs> uh, or bad garbage like torque because it seemed edited the same way from the trailer. I didn't expect to get a heartfelt Rocky versus Rocky two underdog story. And that's why warrior is my number four. Like it just, it was really good. I expected it to be okay. And it, uh, I mean, it's made the list before when we talked about top five crying moments in movies or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great fucking yeah. choice. Like I love that. That's one of my favorite sports movies of all time, because like you said, it's, I wasn't expecting to see Rocky versus Rocky, and that's exactly what that is. And to me, that was always a story idea I thought should be played out in the Rocky franchise. Was like, okay, we've seen him fucking fight every villain, you know, fucking Soviets and shit. Like, yeah. no, like only thing right now we could see that would actually impact us is him fighting someone like himself. And we never got that in the Rocky franchise. Maybe we'll get it in Creed Three. I don't know, but but the fact we finally got to see that. And to see how impactful that shit was, it was crazy. Like, that movie caught me very much off guard, too. When I mean, it, it, it had Kurt Angle. I didn't think yeah. it was going to be good because it had <laughs> Kurt Angle. Didn't they come out, like, the same year as The Fighter? Didn't they come out, like... Yes, like and I thought The yeah, Fighter yeah. was going to be the good one. And I didn't right, watch yeah. it opening week, and everyone was like, that movie was not that great. Not that good. It's just okay. <laughs> like, it's not terrible. <laughs> but yeah, but... Same. <laughs> I've not well, seen it, but her was good. Now it's on Prime. It's worth seeing. It is worth seeing. You'll, it's one of those movies you'll watch like ten minutes of it. You'll watch the whole thing. Hmm. But yeah. JJ, what's your number four? My number four. This one is streaming on Netflix, and this one is one that I'm ashamed <laughs> to have to. Oh my god! The to way have you said to. That. Yeah, he really is ashamed. I'm ashamed to have to admit that this movie surprised me. And this is because I grew up on Nicktoons, right? <laughs> and I thought I really liked Rocco's Modern Life, but not having seen it for like, you know, 10 years or whatever, um, the movie comes out and I quickly realize, 
oh, what I've been like remembering in my head is just a highlight reel. The movie itself isn't bad, but it wasn't like what I was expecting. So then the next week when the Invader Zim movie came out, I had lowered my expectations some. And I was wrong because Invader Zim kicks ass. <laughs> it's fucking great. <laughs> that movie fires on all cylinders. If you haven't seen Invader Zim enter the so, Florpus. Is it, it is it did they do is it Netflix who did this? Yeah. Netflix did it. So yeah. they did the Rocco Rocco's Modern Life thing with Invader Zim. I didn't know that at all. Invader Zim came first. Did Invader Zim come first? I feel like I it had Rocco to. came for first. But it was go on. So, so, like, the Rocco one, I was hyped about, because that came out, like, the weekend I was on vacation in New Orleans. It was, like, we came in from, like, you know, partying or whatever. And when we got in, like, of course, you're just chilling. And Rocco, fuck yeah, I'll watch that. It was terrible. So, like, <laughs> in fact, and I love Invader Zim. And so, yeah, I would totally watch that. I've heard the yeah, Invader Zim yeah. really great, so... I the Invader Zim one was fantastic. Like, that was the thing. I guess I saw Rocco first, and yeah. I was more hyped for Rocco than I was for Zim. And so I just watched that one first. And then after I saw it, I was, like, a little let down. Like, I didn't think it was complete garbage, but I was like, man, this wasn't what I was expecting. I was expecting this to fire, like, on all cylinders. This is the last shot that you got, Rocco. Like, make it count. <laughs> And he didn't fucking make it count. <laughs> he did not stick the land in there. No. Uh, so when the Zim, when I finally like knuckled up and was like, all right, let's let's watch the Zim movie. Lowered expectations, but these guys, like, it was like they never missed a day of work. Like, they were right back at it. Like, let's write the last season of Zim. Fuck it. And let's throw every joke in there that we can like every joke that we couldn't slip past the censors before fuck it let's do it this time and it's not like it's a dirty movie or anything but i feel like netflix was like yeah fuck it we don't care you you can get away with more really shit. <laughs> 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 um but yeah it just it fires on all cylinders like the there are moments in that movie that i was still like laughing at two days or like a week later and I really can't say that with Rocco. Like with Rocco, there was one line where me and my brother laughed about it for uh, maybe a week afterwards. And then that was it. But with Zim, like I'll still say some shit from that movie and it'll it'll make me laugh. Um, but yeah, so if you guys haven't seen it, watch it. Invader Zim, Enter the Florpus, it's streaming on Netflix. Uh, it's great. <laughs> yeah, I know like fucking Invader Zim created at least maybe 75% of the goth girls I've slept with. So I, mean, I, know <laughs> so, I was about to say that uh, Invader Zim, had, um, it, had, it became cringy for a little bit. Like they were like the hot topic. Um, yeah. yeah. That's the other thing too, that, yeah. At one I, point, think... I feel like at one point Invader Zim and My Chemical Romance were like hand in hand. <laughs> the thing was, I don't think the show changed anything. I think people just put it on that. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, was, it just it it spoke to a certain group of people that felt like they hadn't been spoken to, and they gravitated the fuck to that shit as they should have because it's a great show, and we mm -hmm. need people who love that show to keep that shit around. Honey. The other thing was that, uh, like, it was all the studio, like Viacom or whoever owns it, was the one making all those calls. Joe and Vasquez, the creator, 
wasn't involved in any of those decisions. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing because of all the behind the scenes things that I know is there's a scene where they're yelling at each other and they animate it that they can't hear them because they're like, we'll put in the bus. The bus is later. Like, we'll animate them later. <laughs> but they never did. So it's them yelling, what? <laughs> well similar to that that's one of the behind the th scene things of johan vasquez that i like and going back to my point of like he wasn't involved in any of that stuff any of the marketing decisions zim is in like all those uh uh cheap like mario kart ripoff Nicktoons games. It's like, oh, it's Nicktoon All Stars Baseball. I, why in the fuck would I want to see Tommy Pickle swing a baseball bat? <laughs> <laughs> That's um, disturbing. Yeah, no. And Zim is in all of those. Yeah, yeah. It's a Nicktoon. Yeah, and Johan Vasquez says that like, I remember walking into like a hot topic or not a hot topic, but like a, a video store, and they had that, and I saw Zim on the cover. That's like being a parent and seeing your child just be a hooker on the street for <laughs> <laughs> well tj what is your number four my number four is actually the most recent movie on the list we actually watched it last weekend and I, it's funny that this movie came through and uh, it was a perfect fit because it just left such an impression on me um, but my number four is a movie called uncorked um, it's on Netflix. It came out last year. Um, but essentially, just to give you the premise, it's not a super, like, you know, fake movie, but essentially to give you the premise, it's this, um, you know, these, uh, and, and if I'm not mistaken, they're in Memphis, uh, but basically this um, black guy, you know, his family runs a barbecue. Um, his dad is wanting him to take over the store, um, and he wants to become a sommelier. Um, and I've... Once again, no expectations, very neutral. It was just something that we kind of rolled into watching. And it genuinely was a really, really good film. Um, mainly because I love seeing black people not do black shit all the time. That is always a benefit. <laughs> uh, TJ, I hate to stop you. I did. I apologize. I had a quick little thing. What was your movie again? <laughs> <laughs> it's called Uncorked. And, oh yes, I do. Okay, I do. Okay. That's a great movie. Continue. So, like, uh, <laughs> uh, I was like, I, so I went into that movie like you know, um, I knew the premise a little bit, but I think that they just, um, I left the movie. I told them, I told my girlfriend, I was like, hey, I'm trying to taste wine and learn more about wine because I've always wrote this off, right? Like, I was like, this movie, this movie made me want to be more engaged in areas I didn't know, but additionally, it also was just a good, solid film that didn't. Like once I always appreciate sophisticated not it's not super like trying to be smart, but it's just being sophisticated enough to not be like not oh, to be a child, not, not to be a Tyler Perry movie. But look, yeah, not to be <laughs> the thing about I saw that movie and the first one of the first people I thought of was you. I'm like, you know what? This is some TJ shit right here. Like I feel like <laughs> uh, it, it, it's better than I think a black sideways actually. It's, it's good. Yeah, it's its own thing. Sideways is a good movie, but no, this this is a whole nother thing. And I thought I thought it was a, a movie that kind of needed to be made, I mm -hmm. think. Because I don't think it's enough movies like that. Like watching that movie, I thought of Dope, which is another yes. movie. 
with a very oh, similar, shit. which almost think, made my list, but I'm like, no, I kind of went into yeah. that. Yeah, I went into that movie hoping it would be good, and it ended up, Same. it still kind of exceeded my expectations, but movies that show black people that, okay, you know what, no, it's black people that are a lot like white people, which is a fuckload of black people, actually, and I like that to be a focal point, like, because I feel like that's something that needs to be said. It's just that there's more to black people than just, oh, shit, we like rap and other things. And that and the movie does have like a very rap inspired soundtrack and things of that nature. And it's not afraid to be like to to, yeah, to be authentically African-American. Right. But like the main point, like a good like a good portion of the middle is in France where like the guy is just like, you know, experiencing the class. And he's like, yo, like. There is a struggle for him, but not because they're poor, because I don't think the family is poor. They, I mean, they they have a business. So yeah, yeah, right. right? yeah. Um, but he's just like, I'm not trying to like rely on them for money like that, right? Like, so how many and I think the apartment they had in that um in that in that they kept on showing was his, which was a very nice apartment. So, like, I mean, it was it was one of those things where it was just a very engaging movie. Was it like a 10 out of 10? No, but I thought it was just a way better than any, like I hadn't heard of it. And I just hadn't like really been exposed to something like that, but it gave me that very dope esque feeling where yeah. I'm like, "Cool, this is great." Um, it's not nearly as wacky or wonky, but but it's but it's but it's just as engaging for me. And right. so yeah, my number four is Uncorked. I think that's a very good movie that I kind of kind of kind of surprised me. Nice. It it, it kind of segues perfectly into my my number four, which is a movie like I'd seen trailers for, like maybe one, but I didn't pay much attention to it because. A, it's a movie that genre-wise isn't one that, you know, I usually would go for. And B, it was just, you know, kind of a small Amazon Prime movie. And it's Sylvie's Love, which I don't know. Hmm. I haven't seen it. Stars uh, Tessa Thompson and uh, oh, guy that was a former football player, now an actor. Uh, Johnson. Yeah, go ahead and do that, because fuck. <laughs> <laughs> His name... His name is super hard to pronounce. Namde Asamoah. There you go. Namde Asamoah is a... Uh, gotcha. Yeah. That dude was a cowboy. He was. I think he was also a giant at one point, too, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, no, he was a legit football player. Okay, he's been out the game for a while, so a lot of people might not have caught up with him. So, basically, he married fucking uh, Kerry Washington, and he's now a very good actor. And so he stars with Tessa Thompson in this movie that's a fucking throwback to old 1960s or 1950s type of romantic movies that you used to see back in the day, like with, you know, fucking Cary Grant and, you know, <laughs> Catherine Hepburn and shit. Yeah. The whole point of the movie is to show, okay, we're going to do that with black people. Like, we're not going to, it's not going to be like, oh, black people doing this. No, we're going to naturally have a story, a love story between two black people who just so happen to be in a position at this time in the, the 50s slash 60s or whatever, and they, you know, race isn't that much of a thing. Like, it's not really, you know, in their world, because it's, it's completely focused on black people. And so you just see this natural story that's very classic, that has a very elegant, you know, dignified air to it, just played out that way, almost exactly like a throwback to those movies. And it, I thought it was creative. That shit took me completely off guard. It was one of those movies that I saw, like, oh, it's got a like a 90-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Let me give that a try. And I, that it, I started watching it. It's one I just kind of fell in love with that fucking movie, man. Like I felt like 
this movie should have been made decades ago. Like, this, this should have been made back then. And it's like a movie. If someone told me this is a script of a movie that some black screenwriter, you know, wrote, knowing it would never get made back in the 60s, and here we are now, and it's getting made, I would totally believe it because it has that vibe to it. It's it's excellent. Like, if you are a lover of film, you would appreciate it, especially a black lover of film. So, yeah, that's my number four. And your number four <laughs> makes me want to put an honorable mention just because I don't – it's a great movie. I just don't watch um, romantic movies either. Yeah. Uh, this movie gives me crazy rich Asian vibes kind of thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen it. That's a good one. That is a good one. Because that is a movie. Because that is a movie. For free, <laughs> they actually had a screening. Why would H Mart do that? <laughs> really playing into it, H Mart. Really playing into it. Hey, supporting like, their culture. They really Let me get are. some kimchi and oh shit, is is this? Rich Asian. Oh, no. All right, <laughs> never mind. Skip the to go. Give just give it to me in a bag. I'll... <laughs> so I learned about movies by doing the old blockbuster round, like walking around blockbuster. R.I.P. <laughs> looking at the covers and being like, uh, all right, um, I guess this Jet Li movie will do. Right. Um, now you kind of get that vibe on Netflix. You scroll around until you see a movie you like, and sometimes they're really okay, and sometimes they're really bad. And once in a while, you find one that's really good. And that this was one of my first experiences with Netflix, which is the movie Goon. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> nice. I definitely I mean it has fucking the dude from American Pie in it. I didn't think it was gonna be good. Stiff and it's really (laughs) Stifler and Kim from Scott Pilgrim. Like I didn't think it was gonna be as uh it was my favorite movie that came out that year because I don't I don't watch the Oscars or anything. I just kind of break everything down to that that's my favorite movie that I saw that year. And Goon was it that year because it was just like, oh, this is it's funny. And I a good comedy is probably the hardest thing to watch, like uh, the hardest thing to find. Like I haven't seen a really good comedy like action comedies like MCU and stuff like that does happen all the time. But I mean, a straight comedy, you get like one every two years. Yeah. Yeah, Those are always the toughest. Yes, absolutely. And so it's one of the genres people will, will give a chance more than any other genre. But it, you always left disappointed more often than not. Like it's, it yeah. Goon was a movie that I I think I was working at a video store because I mean when that first movie came out it was kind of time they were leaving, and I was actually working at one. It was a I, you know you could see it for free and like nothing else came out that week. So I was like I guess I'll give this a try. And I was actually I fucking love that movie. It's amazing. It's just like it totally catches you off guard because you don't expect it to be as good as it is. And then I mean. It's as good as it is, and it's like TJ was saying, it's hard to make a good comedy. A good, a bad horror movie is still fun to watch. A bad right. action movie is still fun to watch. Yeah. A bad comedy movie is like... You can find things in those <laughs> others. You can't find shit in a bad comedy, because that's, that's what you're there for, and if the comedy's bad, then why am I here? Yeah, I think comedy is the easiest to be a complimentary genre, but the toughest to be a standalone, right? Like, I yeah. think it... Like, like comedy interjected into anything can elevate a movie to like, like be really yes. great. Absolutely. Like, um, it can take it from like, like, you know, 50 to a hundred, but it's really hard for like, it's, that's why movies yeah. like 22 Jump Street are like, it, it, that's why sequels back to back that are throughout through super funny. You're like, oh my gosh, this never happens. 
the comedy is is Laurie seasoning salt. Like just put that shit on everything. Better yet, no, it, it's Chalula, it's Cholula's hot sauce. Just put a little <laughs> little on whatever you're eating. It's gonna make it better, you know. But you ain't but gonna I, drink that hot sauce. I'm not you? gonna take a shot at Cholula. <laughs> like I'm not gonna do that. So yeah, I, I feel you. I got you. That's a good. That was a good analogy. I like that. Seeing the TNT word, but. Uh... <laughs> Marco, that's an excellent choice, but that's I need good. to rewind something back to, to to Tommy's choice before. You did not mention that the movie uh, that you had recommended, Sylvie's Love, had yeah. Eva Longoria in it. That's the best way to get me to watch any. <laughs> there yeah. you go. It does. It's a great cast. Jazz is in the background. So, come on. Like, can't get any better. It's a fucking great movie. Watch it. TJ, you especially. I know you like to woo your ladies. That's a good, that's a good date night movie for sure. <clears throat> uh, I'm taking anymore. notes. It's, uh, it's Lady. Um, <laughs> is she still there next to you, hitting you once in a while? She is in the vicinity. She holding a sharp, dangerous object that she can hey, throw. <laughs> look, that was, I was a guy that was in a long term. I know how that goes. So, for you and your lady, it would be a great evening to watch that movie. I think you two will enjoy it together. As a couple, and it will bring you both closer. Nah, I'm gonna save that movie. For <laughs> <laughs> All that I'm saving. It. I'm getting nah, nah, that. Um, but both great recommendations. Uh, I've never seen Goon, but I definitely want to watch it. It's been something that you've mentioned a bunch, Marco. That I just haven't been able to carve out time for. But it's like probably I think I have. A, I actually keep a list of movies I need to watch. I think it's like number four at the moment. I mean, you got to watch one before Friday for the next review. <laughs> what is the next oh, review? One night in Miami. Oh yeah, that was my recommendation. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. I know. <laughs> you know, you have to be there for that. <laughs> oh, you're right. All right. Well, let me make sure I watch one. There you go. I don't want to elude anything, but watch that fucking movie immediately. Anyway, <laughs> JJ. Uh, right. So my number three. This one is streaming on Prime, and this is one of those movies where. The marketing was one thing, and it suggested to me that this is outside of your comfort zone, JJ. You're probably not going to like this. So that's how I went into the movie when I went to go see it. A friend invited me out, and I the marketing was completely wrong. This movie was right up my alley, and it's Overlord. I don't oh, know. my God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's one I completely forgot about. That would have totally made my list had I thought about it. Right. Like, yes. the, the World War II movie? Yeah, the World War II movie. Oh so, my god, it's fantastic. <laughs> if they marketed it like it's going to be a horror movie about Nazis, and I'm like, I, 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 one, I don't like Nazis. Two, horror is not really my genre. I'll, I'll watch them from time to time, but it's not something that I go out of my way to see, really. Unless someone invites me out and they're like, hey, I really want to watch The Conjuring. All right, well, fuck it. I'll go watch The Conjuring with you, I guess. <laughs> um, so the, the trailers and commercials that I had seen really made me think like, oh, crap, they're playing this straight. This is a straight up horror movie. And it's not. It's not more of cool. like a horror comedy. Like it's a total, anything. it's a total genre movie, and it knows it's one, and it does. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it does not take itself too seriously, but at the same time, it it delivers everything it wants to deliver full fucking force. Like the horror is fucking scary. Right, like, <laughs> the action is amazing. So it's just in 
what they're trying to do, it just works. The whole fucking thing works. Right. And the perfect example is like the opening of it, which is one of the best fucking openings of a movie <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. And the way it opens, it's like one of those old timey World War II movies where yeah. like, you know, where it's like the Roman numerals for the, you know, the year was made at the bottom, that kind of shit. And then it just snaps and it's like almost black and white. And then it snaps into just this most vivid color that you've ever seen. And shit gets started immediately. And right, it does like, not stop until that shit is over. Uh, yeah, like the pacing for it is great. It, it's it's short too. Like it's and not it's, that long. Yeah, it's like ninety minutes or so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like it's it's the like perfect that like, shit that, that, that I had to check out. Oh yeah, my god, it will not disappoint you, TJ. I get, <laughs> I get it's great, and the effects are great too. Like it's not like it's it's kind of like a throwback to a B movie almost, yeah. but like the effects are actually. Decent, like they don't look shitty. They don't no, look like the thing like prequel. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they definitely spend money on it. And also another selling point for you, TJ, is the lead mm. is black, which they yeah. did not really sell at all. Which I'm like, well, not again. in the trailer at all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, y'all, y'all know how to sell movies to me. It's very simple. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was a movie that like I came out of it. And I was like, I have to tell everyone. Like, I think that week I called my brother and I was like, dude, you got to watch Overlord. It's the shit. <laughs> Shout it from really the rooftops. Like it. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The bee's knees. I think I called, my mom called me that week too. And she was like, so what are you doing? I saw this movie called Overlord, mom. You got to watch it. Like, you're not going to understand it because it's in English, hey, right? You don't you see don't that shit. English. <laughs> it's a little bloody and shit, mom. You know, it's, it's a, somebody, people have got to watch this. Why aren't people watching this movie? I'm not the same fucking way, man. I don't know how that movie is not more popular or at least a cult classic at this point because it right, totally yeah. deserves to be. I think cult uh, it could, it is going to be a cult classic. You just got to wait like 10, 10 years until that is true because people are starting to consider Scott Pilgrim a cult classic now. And I'm like, okay, that's about right. It's the right time. <laughs> it's, it's been in the oven for a long enough time. Right. Like, the, the the clock's coming down. Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely going to check that out. That's a that's a that's a that's a me movie all the way. Oh yeah, you yeah. will not be disappointed. Um, but building off of that, JJ, yeah. my uh, number three is i think if i'm not mistaken the last movie uh, one of the last movies i watched uh um that i reviewed for dc but also just in theaters in general before the world went to shit um back in 2019 <laughs> um because i think there was a streak where like i was starting my new job so i didn't have a lot of time to like go to the theater for a little bit um but man i ain't even gonna beat around the bush it's ready or not that movie i, I really, <laughs> that movie's good that movie, that movie is, movie good. is good, movie yeah. Is good. Like y'all understand, I'm not uh, I'm not phased by horror movies. That's like I'm that type of dude. Like um, you can um, you can definitely ask my girlfriend. Awkward moments in movies make me way more scared than anything. I actually can't watch <laughs> awkward moments, but horror unfazed. Like the only type of horror that gets me is body horror and bugs. So if you're like if you're like really gory, um, I'm not scared. I'm more sick. And then I'm actually just fucking frightened by any insects and bees. So it don't matter what the fuck it is. I don't, I don't want to deal with it, except spiders, spiders or whatever. But ready or not, I was ready to fucking write off that movie. And I, I was ready to not watch it. And I was like, <laughs> you know, Coleman had hit me up. I was like, hey, I'm going to go watch it. And I remember just dying because that movie was actually really funny, but also just a really decent, like, it knows it's a B-grade, like a high B-grade movie. 
and it just goes with it and it has a good time. And I was along there with the ride and it was just like, I think that there, um, the writing was really good. Um, I didn't love the ending, but I was not ready for that. Like there was a lot of things about the movie that just subverted my expectations and left me leaving the theater like, well, damn, I actually got to recommend that because it had been a minute since I could wholeheartedly recommend a horror movie. Like people give me a lot of flack, but the last one I recommended before that was Happy Death Day because I was like, I, once again, subverted my expectations. You just got to catch me with like, you got to catch me off guard with the movie. Like okay, have me go expecting one thing and then turn it around. It's not because both leads are white women. <laughs> it's a horror movie, so that's to be expected. That, that's when, can we, true. when can we see that horror movie with the the lead as a black woman? It'll be a Candyman. Queen. Okay, well there you go. <laughs> that comes out this year. Technically, uh, technically, what was it? Oh, gosh, is was it Mama? Like, ma, ma, no, definitely ma? not Ma. Definitely ma. not Ma. She's a villain. Maybe us. We'll give us it. Uh, us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh. Because she, uh, the um, Lapita's definitely the lead in us. So yeah. Oh yeah, no, that's her movie completely. So yeah, I will give it to us. But I have a recommendation for you since you like Happy Death Day. The guy who made Happy Death Day recently made a movie called Freaky with uh, Vince Vaughn. Oh, Ooh, I want to watch that, that actually. Yeah. It is great. It's a great double feature with Happy Death Day. It, it would be <laughs> if it wasn't so fucking gory. It is one of the goriest fucking <laughs> horror movies. You will. It's a horror comedy, but. They do not skimp on the fucking door at all. And it is graphic, but it is a very entertaining good movie. You'll like it. It's right I'll, up I'll check it out. Yeah. I'll have to check it out then. Yeah. Um, because that's the type, like, like if you're not, like, um, like you were saying, Marco, just kind of, like, I always treated horror like a comedy genre, um, where it's like, yo, like, most of the time I'm going in and I'm not going to be faced and I'm going to be disappointed. Right. And, like, people get mad at me because I, I, maybe, I, my friends are like, are you actually crazy? Because I'd be like, oh, what was it? What was, um... Gosh, hereditary. I laughed in that movie when the girl got because <laughs> oh I was like, like, like the girl got the girl got knocked. I was like, ah, and I was the only person who laughed. Of course he was. It was a child who got her head knocked off. Yes. It was funny. Like you couldn't see that coming. She was trying to breathe, and then she was like, oh, like, I'm like wow, like that's so stupid. The last um, movie I saw oh, that, I, that I got to review was uh, The Hunted, which is basically all the conservative people being hunted. Oh, right. yeah. 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 And I fucking love that movie, but I was in a super liberal audience, so I think a lot of the jokes weren't mine. It's just like, this is hilarious, and I, I don't know. See, that's how I felt in Hereditary, because I was bored throughout that movie. Like, I was, like, not scared, not phased. I thought it was, like, and it's not because it's a long cook horror movie. It was just because that shit was, like, Supernatural is probably the anti-me. I'll never be phased by that. I'm like, oh, shit, she's getting, ex- she's getting possessed. Well, let's see what her body fucking jukeboxes and crunk dances to this time. But, like, <laughs> um, Hereditary is funny. But, like, that's how, that's how I feel about the horror genre. Like, it takes a lot for me to be, like, this is a good horror movie. Get Out it falls in that camp. I think Us is pretty good. Um, what's it going to, um, I do like The Conjuring. I think that has a little bit of changes. Uh, Strangers are the one where they like humans are like doing shit like that psychological stuff. That always, that, that kind of gets me. And then there was one that was these two boy, like these two boys. And I, it's like this foreign film, but there's Baba a, uh, no, not the Babadook, uh, but it's, I need to figure out the name, but essentially there's a part where they like put a cockroach in their mom's mouth. Like, oh, shit. I know exactly. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, it's really like that one, that one throws me off, but like, um, ready or not, was just falls in that camp of like, hey, like it was funny, it was kind of you know 
kind of, kind of, like, kind of got my little, little, little jittery at some jumps, but it was ultimately engaging. And so, if you're not going to be super scary as a horror movie, either make me laugh or keep me engaged the entire time, and that's all you got to do. Um, don't be hereditary. Movies trash, not scary. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> I'll die yeah. on that hill. You are the only one who will die on that hill. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's pretty much universally loved, but hey. I respect the opinion. Hey, look, I get it. People are scared by like some shit that's not scary. It's fine. Or maybe I'm just a super villain. I you don't... are. You are the black Lex Luthor. But no, look, here's the thing. You live makes... in a skyscraper. <laughs> I love I love hereditary. I love Midsummer. And the reason I love those movies, they, and I know why you like Midsummer. And that's the same he does the same thing, because same filmmaker made it. So I, he does the same thing in Hereditary. It's grueling. It's that grueling. That's what scares us as adults. It's the, oh, fuck, this terrible thing is happening. Now this terrible thing is happening. Now this terrible, it's life piling up. That scares us as adults. This motherfucker does that with horror to where it's just one horrific thing and hmm. things you wouldn't expect, like your kid dying and real shit mixed in with horror shit. Or, oh, God, my boyfriend wants to break up with me. Let me go take a trip with him and his friends. And murder ensues in broad daylight. Like, shit like that, that's what I love. I love adult horror. Like, scare me with some, scare me with poverty on top of a ghost. Shit like that. Another recommendation for you, TJ. Have you seen His House on Netflix yet? I have not. Michaela has. That shit is amazing. That is one of the best fucking horror movies I have seen, period. Mm. Not like the past year, period. It is her, and you being again of African, you know, <laughs> not too far from, it's, <laughs> that's what it is. It's an African family coming from, I think, Ghana mm. to the UK. And it is, watch that shit tomorrow, tonight, as soon as you can. That is your up. horror movie. And it is supernatural elements, but I think it, it's it's way more beyond that. It speaks to a much higher issue than that, and it, you'll you'll appreciate. It. I want to get your opinion on. It. Hey, you know what? I'll definitely watch it because yeah. you know I um because after I did not watch Midsommar until after Hereditary, and that yeah. shit left me jaded because I said yeah. I ain't I ain't, I ain't trying to. But Midsommar was that shit where I was like I still laughed, yeah. but <laughs> I thought it was also fucking kind of scary. Yeah. Uh, no, but so see, Mitch, Mitch Summers meant to have comedy in it. Like that, so that was intentional. But yeah, no, hereditary, not so much. No, that's, that's <laughs> true. Let me die on my hill. I will. When the girl gets, when the girl is having the fucking allergic reaction, gets knocked, if I was the only person out there who laughed, then. Who laughed I, at a child being decapitated? Yeah. No, it was, <laughs> think about the scenario. Like I get it, I get it. I do understand. Like it was some cartoon. Give you a hard job, but I do understand. It, it was a cartoon shit. It was like, <laughs> oh hey, uh, uh, like what child's gonna be like? Mm, and then stick because you have to be far out of the car to get not like that. Like true. And in black families, your mom would have, like, I don't care. My mom would have never let me do that. Even if I was, she was like, oh, you open the window. You're good. The air is coming in. Like, you don't right. need any more than that, right? Like, yeah. but hey, whatever. Uh, Marco, or I mean, excuse me. Uh, yeah, Marco, take the show. It's all you. Your turn. <laughs> He's probably just as liable to get to talk. Oh, my bad, Tommy. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to keep it pretty short on this one. Because see, this my my number three, right? We're on number three. My number three, it's 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 a divisive one. And I'll tell you this. If you and I didn't I didn't do this when I watched the movie, but if you are a fan of I guess acid or mushrooms 
or I guess high quantities of weed, this movie might be for you. I wasn't on any of that shit, but I still found a lot to appreciate in it, and it's Mandy. Oh, shit, yeah. yeah. I fucking love Mandy. <laughs> Mandy is amazing. And you're not expecting it to be amazing because it's a straight-to-video Nicholas Cage, Cage movie. <laughs> you know, that fits this completely. And so, <laughs> Mandy is batshit crazy in the best way. And like just the liberties the director takes, just doing the trippiest effects you've ever seen. Simple effects, simple practical camera tricks and just filters to just give you the most trippy experience of a horror movie you've ever had in your entire life. Like you have Nicolas Cage going full ass Nicolas Cage, like to 11. And instead of it being kind of distracting and being like, ah, Nicolas Cage trying to make that money again, I guess. It's, <laughs> it fits completely within the story. Like it fits this movie perfectly. And you appreciate his craziness in this. You're like, fuck yeah, crazy Nicolas Cage, go get him. Kill the fuck <laughs> out of him. And, and so, I mean, it's basically just a revenge thriller. Like, it's really, the plot of it is nothing spectacular. Like, a, a couple goes camping, and the wife gets kidnapped by a cult, and, and I'll just leave it there, because I want you to see it. But And Nicolas Cage... Like this one, but, yeah. Yeah, Nicolas Cage goes to get her. And, and yeah, it's nuts. It's batshit nuts. And, it, it like I said, with that plot, it can easily not be... But again, the direct when the director clearly doing copious amounts of, of hallucinogens, this is the movie that you get. I mean, Cage you is having a, Cage. <laughs> he's having a little bit of a horror renaissance because Mandy was great. Color Out of Space, I fucking love. Color Out of Space is amazing. Same director, and so yeah, so yeah, no, Color Out of Space, I think might be a little bit better than Mandy to me, and it's it does something in that movie. Fuck it, I'll double it. Double it, color out of space slash Mandy, because color out of space did the same thing. The way I'm like, all right, he did good with Mandy. Let's see how they'll do with this. And that movie does one thing that freaked me the fuck out to know. Oh, yeah, it. and I Mark, know I, you is. know exactly <laughs> what it is. I and, did get high to watch that movie. Oh, that's not a good choice. That is not a good choice. It's, it's a thing that they do in this movie that could just easily be a one-off thing, and it's almost damn near the plot of the movie as you watch it happen. And it is fucking horrific. Like, as, again, adult poor, if you're a father and a husband and this particular thing happens to you, it would freak you the fuck out, and it would disturb you greatly. And it happens in this movie, and that's kind of a big part of the movie. And it made it great for me. I don't know about you, Marco. <laughs> uh, no, I, I love that movie. Yeah. Um, I, I watched it with a friend, and she was like, I just wasn't comfortable, and I didn't like it. I thought it was boring. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's what horror is now. It's supposed to make you uncomfortable. It's supposed yeah. to get under your skin. And that comedian that tells the offensive jokes. That's what horror is now. Like, it's exactly. just trying to get a reaction out of you at this point. Uh, I'm looking forward to Nicolas Cage's next weird movie or next weird horror movie, which is Willie's Wonderland, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Keep them on your radar. Marco, what you got for what we had? No, I'm glad that we're at number two, and I'm glad that it has gone this way um, because it's a, it, it's what I think started the horror renaissance because uh, Midsommar is really good. Hereditary, despite what TJ thinks. Uh People love it. Uh, I think it's really good. I mean, we're getting the ritual. There, uh, there's so many good horror movies right now, Train of Busan. But I really think that 
the genre just started with Get Out. Like that's what kind of brought everything back. Yeah. And like we're still in the middle of it, but I feel like Get Out is what you point to when it's just like this is where it, we took it back. We want to get in your skin. We want to say all. We want to be the comedian that says those jokes that makes you uncomfortable, like you said. And Get Out does all that. It's a really deep movie with so much imagery and commentary. Uh, the I will say that I like the original ending better that we didn't get. But um, I did not expect it, especially because I wasn't even a big fan of Key and Peele. So it was like, oh, he made a horror movie. Blasphemy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw uh, when I saw this movie, I was like, in. And then I've, I don't know. I love everything about the, You can watch it as just a standalone, a dude trying to escape. You can watch it and look for all the symbols of what they have about institutional racism and... Um, horror like it's deep on every front Layer. it's a it's a movie with layers and it just so happens to be a horror movie exactly yeah, yeah. classic like i was gonna i thought about putting that one on my list but at the point where like it was on my radar it was the thing the way everybody was like oh you gotta see this movie it's amazing it's a game changer yada 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 and so yeah by the time i saw the movie i already went in expecting it to be pretty great i was actually a little underwhelmed because i went yeah. in like, <laughs> i really was Exact same I, I, I story here. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I love it to death. I think it's a super important movie. I think it's a classic, and it should be hailed as a classic. But yeah, no, I, t- I totally left that movie like thinking, like, okay, it's a good movie, but yeah, I was expecting a little bit more. Same with yeah. us. Like, I, I think everybody puts Jordan Peele on such a pedestal to where it's I, like, you know, everything. He, every, right now, he's at a almost a Martin Scorsese position, where every anything he touches. Anything with his name, well, not really his name, but anything he directs for sure, is all is automatically going to get a pass because oh, it's Jordan Peele, he's amazing, yada yada. And so Us was like a movie I went into with like, all right, it's entertaining as fuck. I give you that. It makes zero fucking sense. It makes oh, yeah. no goddamn sense at all. But all right, I guess I'll you you want me to just you know to go with it. So I guess I'll it, go it, with it. It expects you to suspend disbelief to a point that's not logical that exactly. people are living in the basement. But so, honestly to a point to what you didn't earn. You didn't yeah. earn to, to do that, you know? Uh the only thing I will say about this is us is it's the only movie where the victims are smart. Yes. None true. of the there's not one decision that the family makes that you're like, why would you do that, you fucking idiot? Like, yeah. no, they are logical decisions, <laughs> which I loved, which was a point of the movie also that, you know, we're going to show this family in this position to, you know, to, you know, as people in horror movies usually are, but we'll show how it should realistically be done. And they still are kind of fucked either way. But yeah, no, like the, the yeah, Jordan Peele movies, uh, it's kind of the opposite of this list for me in that I went in with high expectations and came out a little bit more disappointed. See, I, I saw Get Out before it got hyped. That's the only okay. reason to make this list. Yeah, that makes sense then. But JJ, what is on your list at number two? My number two is, I believe, still available on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's a movie that I went in with like zero expectations. I just kind of picked it because it was like ah, oh, this looks stupid and fun and yeah it was stupid and fun and that is a movie that i affectionately referred to as harry potter in the chamber of bullets but its actual <laughs> title is guns akimbo <laughs> oh, okay. a fun movie. it's a really fun movie like i i went in with zero expectations 
just like, oh, I've seen this meme all over the place. I guess this is where this is from. And then I saw the, like the production logos, right? And it said Saban Films, the, the, the guys that make fucking Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, I watched the movie and I was like, this is actually like a super fun movie. Like, don't take it seriously. It's not like, it's not meant to be seriously or serious, but it is just a really fun, like action comedy that, yeah, has crazy effects and just doesn't take itself seriously at all. And it's really, really good. Like, I just wasn't expecting it to be that good. Nice. Yeah, it's a pretty fun movie. Like, I don't think I loved it as much as you did, but it, it reminded me of what that movie Shoot 'em Up with fucking uh, Clive right, yeah. Very much in those lines. And that's a movie a lot of people love. Me, personally, it's like, it's a little much. But, like, <laughs> but I get it. And I get why people love it. It's, it. Hey, if you're looking for entertainment and action, that's precisely what the fuck you get. You get everything you kind of go there for. Yeah, this one hit more of a, like, balance with me than Shoot 'em Up. Because I do like Shoot 'em Up. Yeah. Like action is more my genre. I'm I'm a sucker for big stupid action movies, uh, except for Michael Bay directed ones for some reason. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That's like the one thing I can give the dude. It's like okay, <laughs> film's pretty action, but story. Well, yeah. I do like Bad Boys, but I haven't seen the last one. <laughs> that one was very close to making my list. Okay. I was yeah. You need to watch that one. All right. I'll, I'll <laughs> um, but yeah, this was just one where like. Shoot 'em up kind of goes that one step a little over the line for me, where it's like, all right, like you're just <laughs> to be to be vulgar. Yeah. Like it, the movie didn't really need this or whatever. Sure. Like I got the joke without it. Yeah. Guns um, Akimbo doesn't do that. Yeah, and Guns Akimbo doesn't do that. It's more of like a PG thirteen rated movie. Oh, oh, it's not. But yeah, no, it's I get not, what, like, I get but what Yeah, but like <laughs> all the jokes and stuff are more PG thirteen. Yeah. Like it, the violence is hard R. <laughs> but but yeah, the, the humor and the jokes and the dialogue is more tame and more like subdued than something like uh, Shoot 'em Up. Yeah, I give you that. It is way, it's, I think it's way better than Shoot 'em Up. Yeah, I, I really liked I, it. The ending was also like kind of subverted my expectations. I was like, oh, that's funny. And then it sort of turns the tables on you yeah. when. <laughs> it's worth seeing, I think. Yeah. I'm about to bring up an old argument between me and JJ because if he loved Shoot 'em Up, another movie that I didn't have any expectations for him just because Jason Statham was making 30 action movies a yeah. year at a point, <laughs> it's going to be cranked. Yeah. Okay. That's a good thing. <laughs> Crank is good. <laughs> those, those movies could be cousins. Like, yeah. No, no. We're it, probably close to getting them in the same universe, like Crank versus Shoot 'em Up. I would say that. That's a it's probably going to be like Fast 10. That's the <laughs> script. Of- <laughs> oh, good choice, JJ. Good choice. TJ. Yes, sir. Um, I, as, as a throwback a little bit, I didn't want to interrupt anybody, but uh, uh, Tommy, fun fact, uh, Color yeah. of Space, I had watched a clip from it, um, not just now, but beforehand, um, like whenever I was like, I think a guy was trying to preview the movie. It's on Taylor. It's on Taylor's uh, body horror. Never watch movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it never belongs do. there. It never belongs do. there. I'm just gonna let you know right now. Uh, so, I, like I said, I'm, it's not that I don't. I'm not a, like you know. I don't have a category that I'm affected by. That is in the categories of shit that I'm affected by. Body horror is rough. 
Body horror is probably my favorite subgenre of horror because that shit makes me cringe. Like I, that yeah. makes that puts like chills down my spine. That's what raises the fucking hairs. Body horror fucks me up. Don't ever watch a David Cronenberg movie because that's all fuck he did. His son does the same goddamn thing. It's a movie. <laughs> the movie called Possessor has one of the best plots you'll ever hear. It's basically a person who can jack into another person's brain and they're assassins. So they'll drag, just jack into somebody else's subconscious, kill people, jack right the fuck back out. And the person's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I just murdered people. And it, it's a great plot, but body horror is a big part of it. And it's, it'll, yeah, it'll make your skin crawl. I, I think that what makes uh, a, a color of space a little different is that that exact type, because I know exactly what the fuck you're talking about. That exact, <laughs> yeah. that type it's is the one up. that gets me the most. I can't do it. Yeah. I refuse. I will not. I, that was, uh, and the thing was, I remember it too, because it was this time where um, it was, um, and she just actually walked by, so it helped me remember, but this time where we actually, it was when we were first dating, um, Michaela and I were going to pick up a movie. And I remember in the Violet Crown, the one off to Second Street, they were showing yeah. Color and Space. And then I ended up, we, I think we ended up watching um, that, um, not The Gentleman, so there's this movie, uh, Matthew McConaughey, uh, Weed. Uh, oh, uh, Beach Bone. No, 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 more recent. Um, okay, long story short, <laughs> I, chose, I chose the path more taken by because I was like, oh, like, I'll go. But then I was like, oh, I'm really curious about this movie. Let me go ahead and watch some stuff because it had already been released and whatnot. And then I remember I said, hell to the fucking no. <laughs> Absolutely not. And then I forgot about it. And then when he remembered, I was like, mm, let me go, let me go double check. Yes, this was the movie on my list of shit I'm not watching. <laughs> Don't hit me with that recommendation. I'm not watching. <laughs> uh, but uh, in a more positive light, have nothing to do with body horror. My number two movie is a movie. Um, again, uh, I had no expectation. Actually, what was the reason I went to go watch? This? Oh yeah. Um, I think I. I think I asked. Uh, this is one of the movies I asked. I had asked. Uh, uh, Asked uh, you know someone I was like hey yo like because um, I actually was going to review it for uh, for DC and um, I remember I uh, I think I like like Coleman hit me up and he was like oh, I'll just come watch the movie with me and I had no expectations I was like why the fuck are you dragging me watching the movie like if you if you gonna crank me out to to, to help you out a review you better pick some good movies and he never does he never does <laughs> <laughs> that's the <laughs> same motherfucker that made me watch Taken Three so yeah no I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Like I was like I was like no wonder Martin couldn't do this review. You dragged my ass out here. <laughs> um, um, but man, Teen Titans Go, the move to the movies. It's a good choice. Is actually funny. Yeah. That shit is hilarious. <laughs> that shit is so good. I think it's slapped on. I don't think it got the love it deserved for being so funny because they do my one of my favorite things in comedy where they are unapologetically assholes throughout the entire film. I'm talking like genuinely assholes. I'm talking, I remember my, one of my favorites, because they riff on Disney, they riff on, they call Stanley crazy, and he's even in there. Like yeah. they, <laughs> There was a scene where they're trying to, you know, become more popular, and they're trying to like, you know, basically eliminate the Just League. And for Aquaman, they legit like, they, they do a six-pack, and they just throw the plastic in the water. <laughs> <laughs> They do, and I'm just like, y'all are terrible. Y'all are assholes. <laughs> they kill people, like in that movie, they killing people. 
they fucking dubstep it. They'll they'll kill like, the what well, I think the thing that impressed me the most is they'll kill you and they'll just dance on you. And it's just like, what? What's going on? <laughs> That I received, and, and it's one of the funniest animated movies that came out in recent memories. Um, because I am just like, if you are in the camp of just being un- like, you can be an asshole, like in comedies, like, I, I like if you're just an asshole for asshole's sake, like that can be kind of funny, but when you're unapologetically just like, like slightly unknowingly, but slightly, yes, we just don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. Oh, count my take my money, that's a nine out of ten movie right there for me. Um, and it's really, but, but even outside of that, I think that they do, they probably do more justice to some DC stuff than, than any of the DC movies usually do. Um, they make a lot of references. They're not afraid to pull punches. And even though you get some time some moments where you're like, okay, like this is still a kid's movie at the end of the day. I felt like it was very much like a cool, we have our kid's movie moment at the start. We have our kid's movie moment at the end. And in between now and then it is 100%, yo, like. Like you're probably like a this is trick this is ticking up like the just the jackass in you and you're just laughing your ass off throughout it. It's a hilarious film. I highly recommend it. I remember it not getting like I remember it whenever like I remember whenever I left the movie, I was like, that movie was just unreasonably hilarious. Um so yeah, uh Teen Times go to the movie. That is my number two. Uh not super long on this one, but I'd watch I'd watch, and hell yeah, I'd watch it 150,000 times before that color space nonsense that Tom. Tom, 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 Tom. <laughs> Probably also has body horror though. <laughs> I, I know what he's talking about. Don't watch that movie, people. It's not. <laughs> it will give you nightmares. But yeah, no. <laughs> so the TJ, sound I thought, it makes. Oh god damn it! Yeah, no. <laughs> TJ, great. That's a great pick. So since, look, this show does technically have my name on it, I'm going to take advantage of that and, you know, flex a little bit. So my number two is, uh, it comes with an honorable mention slash recommendation. And uh, because the movies are different, different genres, but, you know, around the same area, they're set in the same, around the same area. So I saw that as a segue. So my number two is Extraction from uh, Netflix, of course, starring uh, Chris Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but, <laughs> my friend told me to watch it. <laughs> it's such a generic fucking title. It's just like Netflix does not have the best track record of of films. Like it's super hit or miss. Either it gets nominated for an Oscar or it's trash. Like it's no in between really with Netflix. And this was a movie that was actually in between, and it's more good <laughs> than it is bad. And it's just like to me, it 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 kind of struck on action movies that. I mean, it took the direction of action movies I was hoping action movies would take right about now, and most action movies haven't. They've really kind of taken a step back. You don't even really see that many of them in the mainstream anymore. And so this movie was total, it's totally a watch with your dad action movie. Like, it is just brutal as fuck where you want it to be brutal. It's, you know, the pacing is awesome. Like, it's just nonstop action, basically. Which are movies I love. It's set, I believe, in India. Or in that, you know, and it's set in the Middle East, and which kind of leads me to that recommendation <laughs> that I have, which is another movie that I kind of really wanted to put on this list, but I kind of had good feelings going in, so I couldn't, but I know a lot of people might not, which is White Tiger, which I think just premiered uh, like last week on Netflix, 
which is basically, I'm, I'm going to say it like this. It's Slumdog Millionaire meets Scarface. If that interests you in any way, <laughs> you should watch it. It's fucking amazing, man. I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies of this early year so far. It might be probably my favorite movie thus far this year, uh, which is saying a lot because we have some pretty good movies. And But it, it's amazing. And it kind of I kind of had the same feeling when I saw that movie that I had with it looks like a comedy from the goddamn poster. <laughs> I was going to say it like, that looks like a comedy. It like, is not even fucking close. I hate that poster because it, <laughs> it does not represent that movie at all. I just like, had to show this because we were talking about how bad Netflix is at marketing their movies. Oh, and they're I'm like, terrible. Oh, I this- never watched that. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. And you are doing yourself a disservice. Trust me, TJ. Watch that shit. JJ, Marco, do yourselves a favor and watch that shit. It is amazing. I, it is you, fucking fantastic. Man, you've been like, you know, what is it? Uh, three, four, four on these recommendations, dog. Yeah, I, know my, I know my movies, man. And like, yeah, again, fucking Netflix is making me have to recommend shit, like practically beg people to watch shit because of their shitty marketing, like right there. Like, <laughs> Like no, this movie's it's dark. It's dark as fuck. Like no, I don't know why that's the the marketing material that, they use. That for looks it. like Napoleon Dynamite. Like, I, I watch that. I was expecting like, oh, this is about another nerd, and then I guess someone gets fed to a tiger. Really? <laughs> no, no. What? Trust me. If you watch the trailer, you, you'll you'll be in. You'll be like, oh yeah, I can definitely I can definitely get with this. But yeah, no, so that's a great movie. But like the same kind of similar thing with Extraction, where it was like. I mean, it's marketed not too greatly. I know Chris Hemsworth is in it, but that doesn't that doesn't do much for me. But going into it, I, I literally watched it at like eleven thirty as I was going to bed because I was like, "Well, fuck, I'm not super tired. I guess I'll watch something to go to sleep to." I stayed up and I saw the whole fucking thing. And by the end, I was literally sitting on the edge of my bed watching. And I had gotten out of bed because I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" I mean, the action is amazing. That's just it's a really solid movie. So. Don't let Netflix scare you off all the time. (laughs) Believe it or not, it's some really good movies mixed in there. And those are two of them. White Tiger and Extraction. So, yeah. Marco. So, there's a gold standard when it comes to animated movies. If it has Disney or Pixar, you know it's good at the worst. I think the worst Disney movie I've seen recently is Finding Dory. And it's like... Onward wasn't great either. Oh, well, that's Disney, but yeah. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah, there's a golden standard for oh, no, all those I'm sorry, no, Onward was Pixar. Yeah, that was trash. It was terrible. But yeah, They're the ahead. same company to me. For, they really are. They are. <laughs> they, are. they are now, yeah, they bought them. <laughs> so, for an animated movie to surprise me, it literally just, A, has to be really, really good and not have that sticker on it. And that's what this was. And it's Rango. Rango is my number oh, one. Uh, that almost made the list, <laughs> but I had a feeling it was going to be on yours. <laughs> it is such a good movie. And then it's just, there's so many, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll have my kid watch it next week to see how she feels about it. But this doesn't seem like a kid's movie. Like it's, it so it all. <laughs> it's, the, it's one of, honestly, when I saw Rango, it's one of the weirdest, like, me as an adult watching an animated movie experiences I've ever had to where I'm like, who is this made for? Like, cause the <laughs> references and the, you know, the jokes, a lot of them, like this is going to go the kids heads. They don't get what you're paying homage to in the Western references you have here. What the no, fuck? Were... Who, who greenlit this? 
I love it. <laughs> Nickelodeon. Because that was under the Nickelodeon flag. Yeah, that was Nickelodeon. You know, like how. It's one of the only animated movies they made. I mean, because you could tell the budget and like they had Gore Babinski direct that movie. Like it was like nothing Nickelodeon had ever done before. And I haven't seen them do shit like that since. No. It was amazing. SpongeBob. Oh, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) They have Timothy Oliphant playing uh, Clint Eastwood. Like it was was great. Everything about it. I mean, I. Oh, I, I mean, I did see it with uh, my friend took his kids and uh, they literally were asking him questions that would like thespians like that's one of the jokes. And then like the kid turns around and is like, do they mean lesbians? Is that the joke? Like... <laughs> yes, son. <laughs> you just had to be, shh, watch the movie. God, but and nobody brings it. They won a fucking Oscar for best animated movie and nobody brings that movie up anymore. And it's crazy to me. Because there's it no follow It should totally be a classic, man. Like, it, it should is. be up there with all those Pixar movies. The the only thing that stops it is there's no follow-through. Nickelodeon didn't make something afterwards. It's true. Like, because even with Universal, you know, with all those fucking Minion movies and Despicable Me, they kept grinding that shit out to where, like, fuck, every, what kid doesn't have a Minion, like, little action figure toy? Like, most, a lot of... <laughs> A ton of them do. I think that's absolutely, that's a great point. Like, it was no follow-up to Rango. It should have been a Rango 2, a Rango 3 spinoffs. It should have been all that shit for this crazy-ass world that they created. It didn't even need to be that. That would have been great, too. But, I mean, if it just would have been the studio just putting their heads together to make another movie, that it's just like, oh, yeah, there's another golden standard around. They give recognition more to the studios that make these animated movies than the movies themselves. Like, I mean, that's a perfect example of it because, I mean, you can look at Netflix also with Claws, which is a Klaus Claws, I forgot, which is fucking amazing. And, like, they haven't really followed up with, with that. And it's like, like that was your point to get in. Like, you have an entry to, to challenge Pixar and all those fuckers. You know, you have to work your way up to it. Take on DreamWorks. Take on, you know, Universal. But yeah, this is, yeah, this it's is like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it's Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Test like, your might. <laughs> get in the game and then not doing that, which yeah. is crazy. Fucking uh, Disney's M. Bison, dog. You, 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 you ain't ready for like... <laughs> <laughs> And there's two, hey, there's two things you don't want to fight. It's the it's it's the mouse and Mario. Like those yes. are the two. Like so so if you if you trying to if you trying to climb up the ladder like to fight the mouse, you got to have your entry right. But I but I but I'm with you. Like I, I think there's so many opportunities with animated studios that just kind of pitter patter out. But I also think it's kind of one of those things where I guess nowadays there's some incredible the <clears throat> Klaus is a good example of like studios going above and beyond to make something creative right but i also think that in a world where like you know i'm seeing some youtubers doing some animations that's like out of this world right <gasps> like like it's just one of those things where it's like you know someone needs to fucking team up together fucking avengers of this shit to take on some pixar because they just dominate the market too much and i can't trust sony they did one good thing. They fucked up too many times. They're not, they're not consistent in any way. They're the most inconsistent ass movie studio I think there is. So like they have the money, but 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 um, and I know Nintendo's working on their own things, but they 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 fucked themselves over back in the nineteen nineties with their nonsense. So that's why they just said yeah. no more movies ever since. But Sonic Sonic 
rattled it a little bit, and they're like, "Oh, well, fuck! If Sonic's making that money, we got to jump in." Nintendo <laughs> was like, "Hey, yo, time out! That blue hedgehog that no one liked. I right, held up. <laughs> Get our plumber." But no, I, um, that that's I think that's a great number one, Marco. Yeah. JJ, what is your number one? All right, my number one wouldn't be a JJ list without some anime. So <laughs> I almost this... included uh the what is your it name. your name your name oh. <laughs> um this isn't that this is a movie that I can't 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 recommend enough I don't know what it is maybe it's just that I watched it during the Rona times and it just hit different it's got a very long title and I wasn't expecting it to you know speak to me the way that it did but it's called uh, The Night is Short, Walk On Girl. This is the cover. It is recently added to HBO Max. I highly recommend everyone check it out. It's... I, I, hey, sorry, uh, JJ. I only know how to say things. Is this an anime? Is, is it, I have to have the Japanese name. That's the only way I can understand. That's the name of it. <laughs> the Night is Short, Walk On Girl. Um, it is... Uh, just a uh, sub though. So if that's a deal breaker for some of you people out there, sorry. Like, you're yeah. just gonna have to deal with it. <laughs> but uh, it's it's really really good. It's a simple story. It's just a uh, a girl goes out on for a night on the town in Kyoto. She skips out of like a wedding reception to just go to the bar district in in Kyoto. And uh, a dude that's chasing after her sort of tries to, like, run into her in her night out. And like I said, maybe it's just because I watched this during quarantine. So, like, oh, yeah, Boris, I miss those. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other thing, the main character, the girl, she is completely fearless in a way that I really, really wish I was. Like, she is put in these like situations where I would be like, no, I'm fine. I won't, I won't go up. And she just like, does it like, there's a moment where I, there's a traveling, like a theater group that just puts on impromptu plays. And for reasons, the plot gets really weird. It's anime after all. <laughs> for it's very like uh the Kiki's delivery service kind of thing. So that's the other thing too. The guy that directed it, another like knock against it for me was the guy that directed it also directed a movie called Mind Game. And it's a really good movie with an interesting premise, but he his animation style is not something that I like. It's not pretty. It, and that's very superficial of me, but yeah, like I don't like it when the characters aren't pretty. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but um, one thing with that director, just to get Marco looped in as well, like he's the one who did uh, from Adventure Time Food Chain. Uh huh. So that episode, the one with the crazy, like, like worm and whatnot, um, he's done that alongside being the director of Devilman Crybaby. For anybody who's watched that, um, he, he is he is part of that as well. So so very good track record. I've seen uh, so yeah. many girls look like this at the Chupacabra. but yeah it's just it's a really fun movie and the other reason i wanted to put it on number one is because 
like I said, there's another main character in it who's trying to run into the girl with balls of steel. And some of the shit he does, I'm uh, kind of ashamed to admit, is going to show up on my simp list. Because <laughs> <laughs> this man simps fucking hard for this girl. Oh, man. <laughs> well, yeah, I... Make that an event where everyone comes down. but yeah like i said it's on max uh it's on hbo max check it out if you can the animation is gorgeous this is one movie where that director like they kind of had to rein him in if you let him off the chain he's gonna do some crazy shit and he still does some crazy shit but i think this is based on a book or a manga or something and so the character designs are like set in stone you can't fuck with them so he doesn't really mess those up and they're pretty <laughs> like they look <laughs> so uh yeah it's it's really good uh check it out <laughs> nice what's the, what's the name of it again real quick the night is short walk on girl okay. so it, it'll show up I... with this same cover on hbo max if you just go to like newly added nice. or yeah, newly added movies, it'll be there. I w- so I know it doesn't exist, but I would listen to that song. The, <laughs> <laughs> the Night is Short, Walk On Girl. Walk On Girl. I can't tell you how many times I told people about this movie, like, over the phone, and I got the name wrong. I would always, like, mix up the long and the short. I'd be like, the night is short, or the night is long, Walk On Girl. No, the long is short. The girl is long. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Well, TJ, what is your number one as we walk on to your number one pick? Well, um, my number one is uh, kind of a cop-out because I have two answers. But one of them was just not super, like, mainstream, and I have to do a lot of convincing. So the first one's easy because I've talked about it before, but I have to always bring it up because I love this fucking movie. Number one is Manchester by the Sea. That movie fucked me up. Still, that's your number one choice, man. Chester, <laughs> the you, hey man, that movie, that movie was so sad. Movie's dude. depressing as fuck, but no, it's like, really? really? <laughs> it's a really good movie. No, it's a good movie. It's not a great movie. It's Oscar bait, but it's, I think <laughs> it's really? a fantastic movie, but that's why I said it's a half thing. Okay. Because Remember, I went in with this is now. It's not about being the best movie. I got you. Lowest expectation. Lowest expectation. Okay, okay, I got. And you. when I say that, most of the time, I'm like kind of have a semblance of an idea of what I'm getting myself into when I'm watching a movie. Like, yeah. not like maybe know anything, but you're like, I right, cool. Like I read the synopsis. This was literally like me and uh, the girl I was seeing at the time were just like, like showed up at the movie theater. I was like, uh, I've never heard of that fucking movie. Went in and I was just depressed. I'm talking like that. And, and I know that you felt like it was Oscar bait. To me, I was like, like I said, it got me on all notes because it has the thing that scares me the most. Even more than bo- even more than body horror. I have to think about that. Even more than <laughs> it had awkward <laughs> moments because that movie was awkward. That's all it is. <laughs> so I was in a living hell. Yeah. For and like- look, you know how I've been talking about adult horror. This is adult horror on the most realistic level there is. Yeah, hey, the man, most look, realistic level. You don't need baby. no jump scares. You don't need no. Jump, 
You don't need no, no colorful lightning bolt. Uh, you don't need any of that. You just need. You don't need body horror. You just need. You just adult need adult shit happening to you. Adult shit happening. <laughs> really depressing, horrible adult life. And no resolution. That's with zero answer to it. That's all you need. <laughs> I think that's why the movie gets like just like so much from me. It's because not only does it leave you just feeling awkward the entire time, <laughs> but if you think there's going to be a happy ending, let me just no, tell you, there's no, not, there's nothing, no, there's, no, there's, no. There's, there's no resolution to this movie. You're not, look, really from beginning to end of this movie, you're going in for a dour time. Yeah, it's, it's just. Like if you went into this movie in a bad mood, you're going to leave even either in a worse mood or a sadder mood. It's not going to help your mood. Put it that way. It's not and a it, movie you're going to throw on and be like, man, I like, see, I say that I love this movie and yeah. I've never watched it again. Oh no! <laughs> Honestly, I put it. I put it in the same category. I would put a Twelve Years a Slave or a Schindler's List like a, to where like this shit is so well made, it's well crafted, hits every emotional note almost too well. I'm gonna leave it alone. I saw it. I did it. I bared through it. You know, I got the impact I needed, but I don't want to slip my wrist, so I'm gonna never watch this shit again. That's pretty much what it is. I just, I hadn't, I don't think I'd have had a theater, because I don't cry in movies. Yeah. This was the close, like, genuinely. It made, that's all its goal is, it seems. It's, it's just the goal is to fuck with you. And it's, it's just, going yeah. to win. Oh, it will win. It <laughs> absolutely will I was sitting there, and the girl who was, well, I was sitting at the time, because, um, she looks over at me, she's like, I've never, in these, and like, we've been seeing each other for a little bit, she's like, I've never see you in this sort of state and i was like yeah this shit is everything i hate and love in a movie and i'm so confused right now uh, <laughs> my mind can't take this uh so yeah i've talked about i think i've talked about this on all the basketball before uh, it's one of the like and so in terms of surprises yeah. like this was my number one emotional surprise it just has the most mo- emotional resonance i would much rather watch maybe the other four movies on my list yeah. but I still think that, like, in terms of just a holistic experience, I was just winning completely blind, no idea, and still love this movie. Um, honorable mentions, uh, before I go into my actual, like, you know, secondary number one, um, oh, are, like, you know, um, what was it? Uh, oh, God, I just, I had it in my head, and I hadn't even written it down, but, oh, my God. Uh, the Jazz movie with Emma Stone. Um, oh, uh, La La Land. La La Land. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was going to be overhyped. Uh, for me, it wasn't. Yeah, no, that was a um, good movie. I, I and I watched it high, so I mean, it was great. Uh, <laughs> I was in La La Land, um, but um, <laughs> um, that's a great one. But my actual, like, if I were to put like a new addition to my number one, one that I've not talked about before, um, it's actually a Bollywood movie, and I watched it with Michaela here, um, and she and she loves it as well. Um, it's called Padman. Um, it's on Netflix. And it is exactly what you think. When you think of Padman, it is about a man who is creating pads for women. Um, no, that's not what I would have thought of. And, that was not <laughs> what I thought of. Hey, man, that's what I would think of. Uh, <laughs> um, and, hey, 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 that, 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 that movie that, uh, sorry, sorry, Tommy just did something. That, yeah, uh, that's, I, yes. that's my number one. Yes, yes. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta yes. love, you gotta love but, the reason why it's my number one. But go ahead. <laughs> but um, Padman. Um, so it's a Bollywood movie, and essentially it is like if you look at the trailer, it looks like it's a comedy. But when I say it is one of the most heartwarming, good, like if you're looking for just genuinely good feelings, watch this film. 
because the actor and the man who is in this movie does an incredible job just being a good human being throughout the entire thing. To give you the short premise, essentially in India, right? Like, you know, they're using like, like a lot of the women in the village, like, you know, they don't have the money for actual pads and things of that nature. And so whenever they're having their period, they're actually just like locked out of the house for five days. They got to hand wash, like, you know, whatever like garment that they're using. And that's just as what it is. And they're almost like, it's like, you're just shunned. Like, it's like, oh, you don't talk about it. You don't shun it. Like you don't do anything about it. And so this guy loves his wife so much that he's like, I need to figure out a way to, no, 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 no. Don't do this. That's spoilers. I'm kidding. No, but you're good. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, like, like, see, it looks like a comedy. Like, he's, he's running around, trying out the pad, but he's literally trying to create this pad just so his wife can live normally. But everybody treats him like a freak. Like, it's just, it's a subject you're not supposed to talk about in terms of, like, you know, uh, in Indian culture. Like, they really just put him, like, almost like he's so insane for wanting to create change for women in the village that he's in. And he's like literally trying. He's like, he goes to scientists. He goes to different people. He's trying to get this to be approved. And he goes through so much work to make it affordable and cheap for women. But when I say that it does it in such an amazing job and his motivation is so incredible, it is so heartwarming. And it's not, it's not corny. It's not anything. And there's a speech in this movie that just touches your heart. Because I, for a second, like you forget that this is an actor. And, and it's really hard for me to do that. But it is it is um, it is genuine. It is it's it's humorous. Like it's cute. Um, it has no sort of like you're not gonna feel really bad in the movie. The only character in the movie that I dislike is the wife, actually. Uh, but like like you will genuinely go in and have a good time. It's been one of the it's been one of the movies I've recommended coming out of last year probably the most, just because it's a Bollywood movie. Not a lot of people are gonna watch that, and also the subject matter is kind of weird. But when I say that I was just like on a high leaving it, and even my girlfriend who was like, yo, like, like you know, I'm meh on trying to see this movie. She, we both left it like, that was awesome. And like, I feel so good. It makes you feel good. Uh, so yeah, that's my, um, I was completely caught off guard. Um, Bollywood movies are very hit or miss. I've started to really get more into Indian cinema, honestly. Like, I mean, from my fucking number two, I think you can kind of see that. I, it's really, I feel like it should be more Hollywood, Bollywood, you know, collaborations. Because they have some fucking amazing actors in Bollywood. They have amazing actors. They and have I think amazing that, fucking actors. Um, they, I don't know if it's just Bollywood, but they just bring out, they make normal real life films look like Into the Spider-Verse in terms yes. of Yes. Right. Yeah. That's you know that's a thing with to me and this kind of is a segue into mine as well. It's a thing about international cinema that is just next fucking level. You know when you're watching a movie that's been produced out of the country without even having to hear, you know, if it's subtitles or dub. Mm-hmm. Just visually, you could put the shit on mute and you could see like, okay, yeah, no, this is this is not American made at all. It's a show that real quick before I get into my number one. Well, you're done, TJ. I didn't mean to cut you. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm all done. Um, but if you're, if you're getting into Bollywood movies, I'd watch this one, and then there's another one we watched recently that is totally different. But if you just want, like, some, like, a nice little, little, little treat in terms of just trash, uh, I'd wa- I watch Mom. Yeah. Uh, dog, it, it's, it, it's wild. I'm talking <laughs> Like, they, they don't stray away from it. I don't want to spoil anything about it, but, like, I was like, What's happening in this movie? <laughs> like, 
it's it's some it's some super villain it's some super villain shit and then someone becoming a super villain and you're like oh yeah. my god but yeah no um I'm right there with you Tommy yeah. like I, I I've recently like not even recently over the last few years it's just really been diving deep in Bollywood cinema yeah. but uh, just to kind of volleyball it up to you uh, yeah. I would say that uh, your number one is yeah. something that uh, I is is what on my number two. Sometimes number one, it bumps back with the is. Departed. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. No, look, people ask me, like, it's always a question people ask, what's your favorite movie of all time? Some people can answer it, some people can't. This is my number one favorite movie of all time. I've seen this movie so many fucking times, it's not even funny. And every time, it's the only movie that every time I've seen it, it's like the first time I'm fucking seeing it. It is brilliant. It's a fucking amazing, the best thing I've ever seen and probably ever will see. If you've never seen it, I'll put it to you like this. It's a foreign film. I've recommended this movie to people who aren't into foreign films in any way, shape, or form, who, you know, would never watch a foreign film. And I've made them, I've told them to watch five minutes of it. And if you don't want to watch the rest of it, cool. Every last one of them have watched the entire fucking movie and said, this is fucking amazing. It's one of my favorite movies ever. And it's just, it has that effect. It's no way it can. And going into this movie, I'd heard good things. It like yeah, like that thing just said. Some people call it the greatest movie ever made. It might be. And the thing is, like, I went into this movie and it was already hyped. It was already hyped to the max, practically by the time I had seen it. And I went in and saw it, and I'm like, even though this thing was hyped to eleven, it exceeded that. It, it's City of God, by the way. I'm sorry, I just went <laughs> mention the title. City of God is my absolute, my number one favorite oh, movie God. of all time. And I figure like. On this particular list, if any of us have a favorite movie of all time, I'm pretty sure we didn't go into it thinking, oh, this is going to be my favorite movie of all time. So that's why I put it on the list. To, to Like, you never know when you're going to see that movie. You're not going to go into it thinking that that's going to be that movie. And that's what it was with this. Like, I didn't think I'd go into it getting the best viewing experience of any movie I've ever seen in my life. I'm probably going to watch it after this show. Just <laughs> if I see a trailer for it, I want to watch it because it's just like everything I do as a writer, it, that almost has um, uh, influence on it every time. Anything I write, comic, screenplay, whatever, it's going to have a hint of City of God in it somewhere because it's just influenced me to that level. To where I think it is the greatest piece of art ever made. And I will stick to that till the day I die. It is fucking phenomenal. I couldn't recommend it more if I tried. If you've not seen it, go out of your way to fucking watch it. You won't be disappointed in any way, shape, or form. Can I boost up Tommy's number one right quick? Can I kind of turn it? <laughs> so, Tommy, the reason why I didn't do any of my top, uh, my favorite movies of all time is because I'm assuming that'll be a list one day. So yeah. I just keep it hidden. But sneak peek. Uh, I'm right there with Tommy. This movie's fan fucking fantastic. Let me tell you, like I, I let me, I will die on the same hill he is. If you're not, if you've not seen this movie, it changed like my perspective of yeah, what it'll change you. Like, the way film like, is for you. Yeah, I was like, why is this so good? And I went in, and this is one of those ones where I didn't know anything about it, but <clears throat> this was when I remember when I watched it, right? And and, and I'm and I'm being real here. I was into the. This is the first girl that, you know, had been like, Taylor, you could sleep with me. So I was like, yes. <laughs> right? And we were Netflix. And, and and I knew that there was chill at the end of this. But 
she was like, oh, what's this movie? See you die. And I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Well, yeah, whatever, whatever. I'm, I'm, you know, me new to girls wanting I'm like, yes, whatever. We'll put it on. I said, just calm your ass down. Watch <laughs> I was watched that entire movie. And the funniest part was, she also was just like, the entire time, we didn't just have sex that night. We just, we were like, that movie was so fucking incredible. It's, it's next level. Like I said, if you've never seen it, Oh my God. Like, I don't know what you're doing with your life. I have a friend. I'm going to just go out and say it. He's the dumbest friend I have. <laughs> he's not, he's not smart at all. His, one of his favorite movies is one of the Transformers movies. That's his. Is it too? Because yeah, <laughs> I have the Blu-ray for him. <laughs> that is that guy's. Uh, uh, absolutely. He, to, it means something to him, the Transformers movie. I recommended this movie to him. To him, <laughs> a subtitled film, a con like it was in con for it won con the con film festival. I recommended that to him. This motherfucker saw that movie and said, "Thank you, man. That shit was great." I didn't like the reading part, but it really didn't matter. <laughs> like, it was it was really really good. I love that movie. I'm like, if I then that's what I knew. I was like, okay, it's not just me then. It's this movie. It's something next level to me. People talk about Citizen Kane, The Godfather, all great movies, all great movies, classics. On another level, this shit is on a completely different level. Everything they do, every note they hit, and the pacing, the structure, perfect. Damn near, fuck it, not even damn. It's perfect. It's the perfect film. So that is it. And I did not go into it expecting to see the perfect film. You know what? You know what? You're right. You're you are so right. And and, and oh my god, dude, I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna watch this because I don't know if Michaela seen it, <laughs> and that's a disservice to me because yeah. I put this movie Shame in a on you. place. Yeah, me. Oh, it's my like I say, it's not, it, that dance is so easy for me. It will take me a second to answer. City of God is my all time favorite movie. It, it will never change, more than likely. I uh the only like so I the thing was so I watched City of God and The Departed on the same weekend and they were yeah. actually my top two movies of all time. Um, yeah. I love The Departed. It's different. Right. I it's, do too. I, I love it. <laughs> Crime movies are my shit. If you're not catching this by yeah. the number, <laughs> so if you have crime, I mean, I kind of figured when you left at the decapitated child, the gun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I watch. Uh, I watch those. I, I, I am that. I am one of the people in those murder shows on um, <laughs> um But no, but I just. I think that uh, this kind of brings up a broader topic for me. Um, and I know that you know I'm at the end of our list, and it's perfect time to bring it up because I'm like, that's just why it always kills me when um, foreign films in America, you know, that's uh, aren't getting the shine sometimes or kind of looked at in a very- better than our movies. A lot of them are just flat out better than the They're not afraid to do things that we limit ourselves on. Yes. That's right. When you watch foreign films, you realize very quickly that American cinema is in a box and they will not leave that box. Meanwhile, you have all these other filmmakers around the world. And like I said, you know a form. Watch fucking Parasite. If you've never seen Parasite, Watch Parasite and and tell me if you can't tell the difference between that and some shit that we would make. Like, it's different beats that just don't get hit here. And you would think it would because it's universal things that we just, like, American cinema doesn't hit. And these motherfuckers hit it, and they hit it in creative ways. There's a whole scene, one of my favorite scenes in movies, period, in City of God, that takes place in an apartment. 
one apartment, one camera angle, and it takes place over uh, maybe like years actually, it takes place over the uh, course of years, but you do not move from this position. And it's one of the most entertaining things you will ever fucking see. It's so creative. And it's just like, fuck, I'm loving every minute of watching this. I'm enjoying watching this and I'm going to be upset when this is over. That's the feeling you get after watching that movie. It's foreign films. City of God is the best. I think, I think it was like the first one that like, um, it's the first, it's the first foreign film I've watched outside of like Nigeria. It was one of the first ones that I really legitimately watched. Yeah. Uh, and I don't ever watch Nigerian movies, but but, um, <laughs> but no, like City of God is a great example of like that. And, and, and like you said, like American films feel like they're in a box. That movie I had mentioned before, not Padman, but Mom, like there was a scene that I've seen, like I've seen American films do before. Um, but TLDR, one of the plot points of the movie is that the daughter in the movie um, uh, um, goes to a party, gets drugged, you know, gets put in a van. You get what I mean. Um, they did not. I'm talking from the time she arrives to the at the movie to the time that they toss her somewhere. Do not stray from anything. They're just like, it was like the most like because you I you the premise is red, right? And you know this, and you're just like, who has the balls to just through the entire time? You feel the buildup, you feel everything, and you would think like this is a moment where you might cut away. It's like, nope. Um, they don't show anything because it's a positive movie, but you're like... You don't have to. That's the thing. To. It's ways you can film things that you get the absolute impact if you had seen it just completely in its rawness. Like, it's ways to... And I've noticed that with a lot of these filmmakers from different countries. They film shit in ways that just, like, just the way they filmed it makes you, like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Like, like, things like that. They take such a creative way of doing it to get the feeling that as a filmmaker you should try to be getting and American filmmakers do not do that at all. I mean, in Parasite, they built the house. The <laughs> yeah. house was built for that movie because yeah. he wanted it to be perfect for the imagery that he wanted to put out. So, I mean, you're you're all completely right. I mean, I fell in love with foreign films through Chinese movies. Like, that's what got me. Like, watching too many Jackie Chan movies eventually led me to... Um, Bruce Lee movies, which eventually led me to, uh, I don't know, remember the name of the director, but he did like Curse of the Golden Flower, House of Flying Daggers, and then like, it just grew from there. And uh, yeah, you really are limiting your list if you don't watch foreign films. And And, Oh, go ahead. No, City of God is a perfect example of that. Yeah, and so City of God by default, of course, is my number one foreign film also. (laughs) Number two, again, I'm going to just tell you the premise and you'll be like, oh, no fucking way. That would be made in America. One of my favorite uh, filmmakers is Pedro Maldivar. And if you've never seen a Pedro Maldivar movie, it's, it goes from batshit crazy to sweet. Like, it's it's a weird scale for his movies. There's a movie he made, which is probably my number. It's on my t- list of top ten favorite movies of all time also. It's called The Skin I Live In, starring uh, Antonio Banderas is in it. Dude, I saw that and thought it was a comedy. Like, I've oh seen my it. god, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's so far from a comedy. It's not even funny. The premise of the movie is Antonio Banderas is a like world class plastic surgeon, and he's developed skin basically that can be bur- can't be burned, constantly soft. Basically, the woman's perfect skin. You know, it's damn near indestructible. So he has a daughter who, you know, after his wife's suicide, which she witnessed, foreign film, uh, she's fucked up. And so they go to a party. His daughter, uh, it appears she got sexually assaulted 
she she didn't really because the guy who did it didn't know that she was a little off basically you know that she had a lot of problems and such so he you know once he finds out he kind of runs away and freaks out and leaves so Antonio Banderas believes that he you know sexually assaulted his daughter and so this motherfucker goes on a revenge like you thought Liam Neeson was bad no Antonio Banderas kidnaps this guy gives him a sex change but I mean because he's perfect at it he's so good at it the the guy completely looks female he's not you know he's not trans at all but the mind he kidnaps him for years so for years he's conditioning him to like no this is that wasn't you this is you makes it makes him look in the mirror and sees this beautiful woman and so the guy completely forgets who he is and he takes on this persona and they he falls in love with her and that's it's such a foreign movie premise he falls in love with her but she's of course trying to i mean he or she she's trying to escape like you know, eventually gets their bearings about him. It's like, no, I got to get the fuck out of here and like fights, you know, her way out. But the way the movie ends is so sad because I really don't even want to spoil it for you, but spoiler alert, if you want to watch this movie, he makes it back to his family, his mother, who, you know, was his closest, you know, companion. And uh, he goes and she owns a boutique and he goes into the boutique. Of course, he's a woman now, gorgeous. And it's, it's, he looks at his mom and his mom just stops and just only sees the eyes and that's all they look at and he starts to cry, she starts to cry and that's how the fucking movie ends. Like, oh, okay, well he's, you know, this is his life now. This man changed who he was completely and it's 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 a crazy movie and it makes you feel so many different things because you kind of understand what every person is coming from in a logical way and it's just this crazy situation that spirals. It's incredible, man. It's It's hands down fuck it, it's in my top five favorite movies. I love that movie so much because it's so creative, but that is another recommendation. I've been ranting, so I'm done. No, I mean, no, you are <laughs> you are on point. I, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> you you in this body horror shit, but, oh, but I mean, you are on <laughs> Yeah. Again, it's kind of almost a realistic body horror, though, is the way, the way I see that in that, like, because they switch the actresses once, you know, the sex change happens, we have a time jump and all that to where it's just like, She's a Italian model who's the actress in the movie. She's incredible, but it's just like, like the things that movie that movie makes you feel things you have never felt in your life watching American cinema ever, 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 ever. It's one of the craziest. They would never do it here. They would never do it here. They would never challenge the human mind the way that movie does, and it's amazing. It's the same. It, oh man, I, this is a broader topic. I'm gonna leave it <laughs> at that, but it's the same principle of like why you know people like in America are jaded on cartoons and why anime is a thing. It's the same principle as like, you know, why like you can't like, for some reason, there's just this box that we put ourselves in that we'll never be able to break because- Can't break it. We are entitled to like, and don't get it twisted. I think American film, there's plenty of great- Oh yeah. Like, yeah. like my number one movie, like when that advise with The Departed is, is an American film, right? You know, so, so, I, so there's plenty of options like that. Don't, oh, yeah. American film, like, like, but- when it comes to those foreign films, they're just, there's something different. It's different. Which is crazy because one of the directors that we champion the most is someone who's super influenced by, by foreign films. That's Quentin Tarantino. When you mm-hmm. see Quentin Tarantino move, that's about the closest thing you're going to get to a foreign film almost. And just the way he, the way he goes the about awkward it. Timing, the awkward timing. The timing, the long conversations, the nonlinear structures. <laughs> like, yeah, like all that shit is it's the way it is. And, but yeah, no, TJ, you're right, man. Like we we limit ourselves. So it's like I recommend a last recommendation, I guess, 
is go out and watch something foreign. Because the, one of the best shows I've seen thus far this year, kind of late last year, was a show called Veneno, which is on HBO Max. And not for everybody, but it it is amazing. It is fucking phenomenal. It reminded me a lot of City of God in the way it was you know, made because they take a lot of liberties, like flashbacks where the characters in modern day are just sitting on the edge, watching the characters in the past talk and think, you know, shit like that to where it just, it's so creative and so well done. And just, if, if, like I said, if you like City of God in the direction of it, check that show out. Check out the premise of it. If you're okay with watching that, which you should be, if you're not a fucking cretin, then you should be okay. 100%. <laughs> yeah, it's about a, it's a, it's a true story about like this trans superstar from Spain, like from the early 90s, which you wouldn't think that would be interesting. It's one of the most interesting fucking stories you will ever watch. One of the best biopics I've ever seen of anyone. So it, it's incredible. I highly recommend it. So I, I apparently have watched the Pedro movie, and I didn't even know it. Um, I watched Bad Education. Yes, Bad Education is another one. To and that's I- definitely <laughs> a movie that would not be made in America. No. It, starts with, it starts with Gael in a dress sucking a dude's dick. Like, yes, it's not... That's how that movie starts. <laughs> that is exactly how that movie starts. Yeah, that's Pedro Maldivar. Like He's going to make you feel super uncomfortable. That's his, one of his main things. Even in his comedies, he will make you feel uncomfortable in many ways. But it's a it's a good uncomfortable to like, okay, I shouldn't really be that uncomfortable watching this. Why am I uncomfortable watching this? And then you kind of blend into the story, and by the end of it, you like you really come out with something. It he's a he's a unique director in that way, to where he knows how to bait you in, make you feel a certain way, and send you out feeling a certain way. I'm searching you up right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think we've come to the end of the road. Yes, we will be. We'll be back on Friday to talk about two more episodes of WandaVision. I heard the last one is really good. But I'm going to watch both of them at I'm the same time. I'm going to tell you right now, it's one of the best episodes of a show I think I've watched. And now I only say that because if you watch all the Marvel shit, if you've done your due diligence and, and you're caught up with Marvel, the movies, then this is such a great payoff. This I haven't seen episode. Spider-Man. You, oh, you have to watch the last Spider-Man. It's almost essential before this. Yeah, all right. you have to watch it. So yeah, do that. It'll be a good conversation. All right, and then we're also going to be doing one night in Miami, and then yeah. in two weeks we'll be back for five times that we've simped. Uh, <laughs> That'll be fun. My name is Marco. Thank you for coming to the Sync Countdown. Uh, Dad is back to yell at us. Oh, Sammy, you like 50. Can we do a top 50 simp list for Sammy? <laughs> Thank you. Papa Sammy is muted again. They can't hear you. <laughs> Hello. It's <laughs> um, wait, did did you guys hear me though? Yeah, yeah we heard you. Okay, we yeah. answered you. So yeah, we- I, was, I was hoping the the, the the premise was that uh, it's gonna You're be so predictable that without hearing you, we already. Thanks for watching, everybody. And thanks for the people that donated and followed. Mr. Mil- uh, Real Mr. Robinson uh, rated us. Uh, Night Day Nick followed us. Uh, Boots and B. Knock and donated 10 bucks. Key donated some bits. So 
Yay, nice. monies. Thank you all. It's, Thank it's you. All, it's all going to go into their trust fund, which they'll never see. All right, then, everybody. I just want to give you guys the cue that I'm going to help shut everything down and, and, and so you can tell everybody bye and where to follow you guys if you want to do that. Uh, yeah, just type JL Marcos into anything. I'll pop up, even if you just want to play words with friends. JJ, where can they find you? They can find me at Super J in most places. Uh, I stream on Twitch whenever I feel like it uh, at Super JJ. TJ, where can they find you? They can find me uh, avoiding half of Tommy's movies, but also watching the other <laughs> half at, uh, at TJ Mana on Instagram. Uh, that's it. Tommy. Tommy McGrew Art Instagram. That's it. And the excellence on all forms of social media and the scene countdown on Instagram. Just look up the scene countdown like it's spelled right here on the Twitch channel. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.